0: paid for by the New World Order.
1: You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes.
0: Cocaine. Okay. What?
2: <laughs> yeah! 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 Yeah!
0: Yeah! 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 Yeah!
3: Yeah! 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 And our third man on the broadcast, team he, he is a man that single-handedly took down Ring of Honor, but somehow they made it a, their way to Impact
0: last night. They're, they're making it back. They're making it a comeback.
3: They're, he is the announcer of the L-O-C. He is a straight shooter on
1: Twitter, and when it comes to wrestling,
3: he has a radar from the mean streaks of L-I.
1: And we're being a nightclub here. I love it. <laughs> so way to kick on. Kick so this gear.
3: used to be our old theme. You can start bringing it down, Leo. No, no,
1: I like it. Look, yeah,
3: but we're not going to listen to the whole three minutes. Song. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> okay. yeah. You're right. <laughs> so that used to be our old theme. Our old... uh No, that was for the Lucha Mafia. No, 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 no. Oh, no, you're right, you're right. That used to be our old intro and... You know, it's 2022, why not just bring it back real quick? So, you know, from time to time, Roll maybe time we'll seat. just use, yeah, from time to time, we'll use that theme, but yeah, it yeah, used to be our old intro, man, back in the day.
1: Ah, man, what a way to pump up, uh, pump up everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was our old school theme, so. Pumping.
3: Welcome to the Lucha Outsiders show, people. Happy New Year. Leo, how are you?
0: I'm good. Have no fear. Lucha Outsiders is here. Have no fear. Leo's still old. Just doesn't matter. <laughs> See, I've come to terms with this. Mm -hmm. It's okay that I'm old. Because you motherfuckers are going to get there. It's okay. I
1: already feel like I'm getting there.
0: Fuck you. (laughs) I'm
3: serious. The thing thing is like... You might be old, but you're never Leo old. We're old, but we're not Leo (laughs) old. And we don't look old still. Fucking Ryan looks like he's
0: 15 still. Yeah, I could walk into a high
1: school tomorrow and and sit down in class before (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ryan, how are you, 22 Jump Street. Daddy. Ryan, I'm, how I'm I'm good man. I got no uh, no complaints, you know, uh getting by, you know. My back It's always a kind of a depressing time here in New York and uh weather sucks, but I'm here. Yeah man. We're we're here.
3: New year, new episode.
1: Hey,
0: Ryan, We're here.
3: Um, yeah man. Leo, you you good over there? Yeah, you I'm good. Look, you look a little bit confused. Okay. No,
0: I'm I'm looking at the Let's get make this sure we're new
3: year and new show started, okay? New episode. Give me a minute. It's hashtag Rebel Time. Yeah, it is. Mm. That's good, especially because I've been waiting here for like an hour and a half to drink that. Oh, drink. stop. <laughs> <That's insane. laughs>
0: I let you know I had stuff to do.
3: Put my bonds up, please. It's up? No, no, it's not. That. Okay. <laughs> Dude, there's so much shit that we got to talk about. So much shit has happened. Soccer?
0: So- History? Wrong shows. The variant? <laughs> wrong,
3: wrong shows. Wrong shows, Leo. Po-
0: politics? Uh, before, Cooking? But, <laughs> no. You can get that and much more at losradio.com. Go ahead, sorry. Okay, let's cheap, plug, plug cheap plug. Cheap plug. <laughs> cheap plug,
3: Jones. Okay, before we get started, let's give a, a quick rest in peace to three people, unfortunately. Mar- uh, independent wrestler Marcus Crane. He uh, passed away um, before uh, the year ended. Also, Betty White. And she was a wrestler? no but you know you know she's a you know she a made very, some appearances exactly yeah and um nfl hall of famer uh um john madden man um you know all three of them passed away mm-hmm. right before the uh, we hit 2022 so let me just give a quick rest in peace man
1: yeah man uh just couldn't couldn't survive to to get through uh the end of the year couldn't see the new year it sucks but uh Listen, Betty White, John Madden, legends. Marcus Crane obviously gone way too soon, and that's uh, yeah, this is really really sad.
3: Yeah, dude, it really is, man. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but um, you know, condolences to everyone that was affected, and you know, let's uh, let's try to transition here. N- and also, not so great news. Uh, listen, there's three big stories that I want to cover, um, mm-hmm. uh, before we get into like what happened in the week that was. Because it was a big week in professional wrestling. Especially some of the shit that happened last night. Um, and we're going to talk about that. But I definitely want to touch on three big stories. Because I'm sure we'll either have the same opinions. Or maybe even have different opinions on it. But let's start on the WWE front. Once again, they released Ugh. a plethora of people plethora. Um, this past week. And the three big ones that stood out to me was Samoa Joe, William Regal, and Road Dogg. There were some other ones that did get released as well. Um... I believe some of the writers got released that that specifically worked for NXT. Um, We also Mm -hmm. had Danny Burch, uh, Timothy Thatcher, um, that also were on the NXT brand. So it seems to me that they're really getting rid of anything that was black and gold. Um, So I don't know if you want to start with William Reg or Samoa Joe here, because those are the two big ones that stand out, in my opinion. Uh, Ryan, I'll I'll give it to you first. Uh, where, Where do you want to start here?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we'll start with Samoa Joe, I guess we'll save Regal for, you know, the end. Cause he's in my opinion, the big one, listen, this is the second time they they released Samoa Joe in like nine months. Um, you know, they brought him back. Triple H was a big advocate for him to, to come back, um, did some stuff in NXT became the NXT champion. Then uh, shortly after he won the title, they just stripped him of the belt and still nobody really knows why they said it was an injury, but, um, uh, I'm not really buying that even still to this day. Nope, me And, uh, you know, uh, for him to be released again is not really a big shock. We have not seen him on TV. Uh, I think he was doing some stuff like uh, some coaching stuff, maybe yep. some scouting stuff with talent and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if that's what he wants to do. Um, you know, obviously he's very intelligent. He's been around the business forever. So he's, I could imagine he'd be good in that role. Um, but I just feel like Smo Joe, I mean, in my opinion, I don't know if, you know, if he's medically cleared to go or not, but he's got a lot more left to give inside the ring. Um, should be on the main roster still. I mean, I don't know why he, he's not, People um,
3: people forget that he main evented a summer with Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And a pay-per-view with Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. and he won in the main event of, um, the paper, the extreme rules, pay-per-view 2017. Cause I, I, I remember I, I took the trip to Baltimore for that. And he, uh, he won that like fatal five-way match to, to get Brock. And yeah, uh, yeah people forget about that stuff. Yeah. It's very easy, easy to forget. Um, but it's just, it's sad. It's, it's just not surprising though. Um, and I'm looking forward to see what he does next. I mean, like I said, whether it's, you know, having more matches in inside the, the squared circle or if he is really done, um, you know, he could be a really solid, you know, like I said, coach or backstage agent for, you know, an AEW or an Impact or, or something like that, um, kind of similar to what he was doing towards the end there in WWE. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what the future holds for Samoa Joe.
3: I, I could see uh, Samoa Joe because I, I know, especially in the times that we live in now, everything is like, oh, I can't wait till this person shows up in AEW. But you know what? Like, a guy with Samoa Joe, <laughs> I could see him, like, kind of bounce around from d- different companies. I would love to see him to go back and Impact him. And- you know have a program with like someone like a, a josh alexander or moose also if he just decides to make the rounds all over the place kind of like uh, a lot of th- these uh former ring of honor talents are doing now or current ring of honor talents however you want to word it like jonathan grisham he's popping up everywhere right i would like to see samoa joe do that like how dope would it be if a guy like samoa joe shows up like in a gcw you know like i think that would be pretty cool and i'm not saying to have a death match but just to have a match in general i think that would be really cool too so you
0: know, has he been in new japan
3: um yes but like many many moons ago like not this version of New Japan that mm-hmm. we've seen well or anyway. this
0: version of Joe cuz Joe
3: right so um you know I would love to see him pop up at, at you know in, in a whole bunch of different places um him popping up in AEW yeah it would be cool but um and this is a conversation that we'll, we'll have a little bit later AEW can't continue signing everyone they can't no. they can't can. it's so, got to stop
0: so my my whole take on this right and every time that, that the budget cuts come in I always look at it from a business standpoint. I remember reading a couple of months ago that the black and gold was making the WWE lose like $12 a year. Right? Like that was the figure that they were throwing out. Why? Because you're signing all these guys. And this was back when black and gold had, you know, again, the Samoa Joe's, the the Kevin Owens and all these people. Because that was around the time that they had to sign him away from AEW. Right? Around that time and after that. So, to me business standpoint, you got this this con guy, uh, I forget his first name McCom. that one um the other con <laughs> I see him as look, what's not making us money? Somebody like Samoa Joe, where we had him in the main roster, he kept getting hurt, then you put him on commentary, he was okay there. people wanted him back in the ring. he tried to get back in the ring, he got hurt, so you gotta let him go. You know, on the whole William Regal thing is totally different because that was more of a backstage role. Um, I think what was the last time we saw him on uh, on TV? It was a while ago.
3: I think when Samoa Joe was champion.
0: Yeah. Again, no, but I'm talking about like in the ring, in the ring.
3: I think it was when Samoa Joe yeah. was champion. When he so, was, uh, remember, they had this whole thing with Karrion Cross, and and Cross kept on getting in William Regal's face. And yeah. That's when they got Samoa Joe to be kind of like an authority figure, like seconding. Uh, Regal, and that was the last time.
0: And, and, <laughs> so and again, nuts, bro. And again, so the way we look at it, right, is you see, it's it's not personal, and 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 I hate it in some wrestling groups when people make it personal. Oh, they they're getting rid of everybody, you know, all the Triple H's people. They're getting rid of everything that made the Black and Gold. No, they're cutting costs where cost doesn't need to to be spending out there. You know, at, at the end of the day, they're losing money. So, if you own a business and you like to lose money, then give me the business. I'll run it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's literally what they're doing. Uh, it hurts because we like Samoa Joe, because we like Regal, because we see what Regal has done. We see what Samoa Joe could do. But, again, to me, it, it's more money effective.
3: I think to add on to what you're saying, I think it might be a little bit of both. I think it might be a little bit of, of cost-cutting, you know, because Nick Khan, to me, they're, they're going to sell someone eventually. But do you the next- think it's personal? I from maybe not Nick Khan's point of view, but I can see Vince being a bitter guy and saying, like, okay, Triple H, you know, I, I gave you the ball with NXT. This was your baby, and you know, you kind of failed. Not mm-hmm. to the fans point of view, but in Vince's point of view, he looks at he looks at the NXT. zeros and ones. <laughs> no, he looks at NXT. Kind of like a thorn on his side. And I'll give the comparison to ECW, right? Back in the day in the 90s or whatever. Anytime they were in the Northeast area, you heard these rowdy fans Yeah. when they didn't like something on the current WWF product. What would they chant? These three ECW. letters, ECW. Yeah. The same thing was with NXT. Mm-hmm. All You went to all these different towns. You went to all these different cities or whatever. NXT, NXT, NXT. Every single, when there was like a double header of a weekend for WWE, when there was a takeover and then there was like a major pay-per-view, whether it was SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. What were they talking about that Monday? They weren't talking about what happened in the WWE front. They were talking about NXT. Yeah. Now, a new promotion comes up. They go head-to-head the Wednesday Night Wars. And unfortunately, NXT lost. That doesn't mean the NXT product wasn't good. No. But they lost the ratings war and Vince is probably a bitter guy and goes like, "You know, your product stinks. Now I'm going to take your brand, which isn't NXT anymore. It so should be called something else cuz that's not NXT." Well, that's and now like the they're ECW. molding and now they're molding it to their vision.
0: I remember you guys saying in a couple of shows ago where like Vince is taking it over and making it in his in his light and it's not it's not holding the same that you had before with NXT. That's literally what happened with ECW. That's literally what happened with WCW. That's literally what happened with Goldberg the first time around. That's literally what happened with Sting now. Again, the the part that I, that me personally, with the whole personal thing that people take it personal, is because they're saying that they're attacking Triple H. You know, I think Vince, at the end of the day, wants to show that there's only one way, the WWE way. You know what I mean? And, and that's where you had them. So go. Dally.
3: Ryan, any last things on, on Joe before we move on to Regal?
1: Yeah, no, I just, I agree really with both you guys. I mean, like I said, I just feel like it's just, it's a new direction. It's not the same NXT. So why not just move on from all the guys that, you know, are just not really, and I, I mean, Joe and Regal, those are, those are two guys that you could have still used. Um, but I just feel like they're just going in a totally new direction and, You know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, Vince, he's got it out for Triple H and stuff like that. I mean, listen, that's his son-in-law. Like, I I don't really, like, I don't think he's got it out for him. I just think, you know, it just didn't work out, you know. And let's be honest, too, because, you know, you said before, Mario, like, NXT didn't fail in the fans' eyes because we obviously love the product, right? It was basically an indie on WWE TV. Within the WWE world. But let's be honest, that's not really what NXT was supposed, supposed to, to be, be from right. the start. It's supposed to be what it is now, a strictly developmental where you get these guys and these girls that have no experience, little to no experience, and and they groom them to be stars. I mean, look at all the stars in WWE right now, the top names, Roman Reigns, Biggie, and Bianca Belair, yep. the three that come to my mind. Were they indie darlings? No. no, they all came from different backgrounds and look at look at how big they are now. They're top stars in yeah. the company. So who's to say that? You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, them bringing in all these guys who aren't wrestlers. Oh, it's a bad decision. Not really, because we've seen examples of them bringing in these Brock guys Lesnar,
3: Brock Lesnar, right.
1: right. <laughs> so, like, you know, I, I'm not really like one of those people that's going to bash them for the way they're portraying NXT now. Do I watch it every week? No. Is it, is it to my liking? No. But if, you know, it produces some stars like a Braun breaker or a Grayson Waller that they seem to be pretty high on one day, if they're on the main roster and they're big stars and they're main eventing manies and stuff, well, you know what? Then they were right. this, this formula works. <laughs> so I don't really have a problem with the way they're, they're, they're doing all, all this stuff. I know a lot of people are probably going to disagree because, you know, again, and I'm, I'm a big indie guy too. I love the, the black and gold NXT. But, you know, obviously all good things come to an end. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a new era. What,
3: just one last thing, and we'll move on to Regal. My only issue right now is it's not NXT anymore. Just call it a different name. NIL yeah, works yeah. to me. Next in line. Like, that, that even works, you know? Just call it, you know, throw away NXT. Like, that's now history that's gone, or whatever. Yeah. Especially the way Braun Breaker just broke the X on his entrance this past week yeah. on NXT. So just... It's not NXT anymore. Just call it something else, and I'll be cool with it because that's not NXT to me. But uh, okay, Regal, another another big one here. Man, I, I feel like you could have still gave Regal like another position in the company. You know, if you you know if yeah. you're really getting rid of like this whole like black and gold era, right? You could have gave Regal something else to do in the office. Even who knows? Maybe they did offer him that, and he just denied it. We we don't know that either. Yeah. That could be very that's possible th- too. That could be very possible thing-
1: too. Too. I don't want to cut you off, but like the blowouts on my mind, like it's another thing too. Regal is not young, man. He's getting up there in age. Maybe they mutually parted ways. Yeah, maybe he just yeah. said, "Listen, listen, I've done." I mean, God, he's done
2: Everything. incredible <laughs> work
1: for for what the Black and Gold NXT from the beginning, and now that's over. So maybe he wanted to move on mm-hmm. too. We don't know all we this stuff. Know. So like exactly. that's why I'm not going to be like the first one to jump the gun and be like, "Oh my God, it's a what the what the hell are they thinking?" Right, right. Listen, they know it. They know what they got in Regal. Regal's very close to to Triple H. I'm sure he's very close to Vince as well. Listen, it's he's probably just not needed anymore,
3: you know. All right, I'm I'm gonna be a little bit funny here. So, what's the over on there of Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Matt Bloom getting fired?
0: <laughs> oh, they're next in line. <laughs> NIL. Oh, <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Te lo aplico. No, I got it.
3: Uh, Ryan, what's the over and under?
1: <laughs> uh, well, Triple H and Shawn are, are safe. Matt Bloom. You yeah, you, you really think they're safe? Come I on,
0: I don't man. think yeah, I, yeah, I don't think yeah, Shawn yes. Michaels is safe. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you know,
1: I, I think if anybody's safe, he's, he's
3: safe. Listen, if that hairline ain't safe, Shawn Michaels ain't safe. Okay, let me tell you something. No, I love Shawn. Listen, Shawn's my guy. No, nah, but you know, it, it, going back to what you said, Ryan. Oh, you've both been saying this. We necessarily don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? We're just going by what's been reported. And what's We're been speculating. We're speculating, right? So all speculation. We, we we don't know, right? Like Samoa Joe, he was um he on SummerSlam week, they were doing like tryouts with like non indie town. It was just all yeah. athletes, right? Samoa Joe was part of like the the process of that like scouting these towns, right? Yeah. We just cuz Sean is still working closely with the Performance Center and the NXT brand, right? We don't necessarily know if he's happy there. We don't necessarily like especially, you know, I know Triple H in technically he has a job there for life right but do we know if he's happy we we don't know right so i'm sure for him just seeing kind of his creation kind of being demise right in front of him it's yeah. taking a toll on him man like the man had a heart attack not too long ago
1: yeah yeah listen i don't even know if he's like backstage at these tapings you know i mean i think he's still recovering from um you know uh everything you know, what, he, what he went through and i think sean is, is kind of taking the reins of. um uh, of what triple H did. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't listen, I don't, I would love to know what triple H's thoughts are on this, man. He's probably just at the point where it's just like nothing surprises him anymore. You know, I mean, it's, it's not his company. Uh,
0: it's just Vince being Vince.
1: Yeah. Vince. (laughs) Right. I mean, he he probably knows Vince better than anybody, obviously. So like, God damn it.
0: He probably yeah, looks at Stephanie and goes, Is your fucking dad again?
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Thanksgiving's gonna be weird this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. Sorry. Go ahead.
3: All right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, more on the WWE front because, um, I- I'll leave this. Uh, I'll go next with this one because then the other one. Whoops. Here we go. There okay. Tony Storm, she requested her li- release, um, from the WWE and got granted it. Um, this one came out of nowhere for me because, you know, she's been, you know, been paired up with Charlotte and they were going like this ongoing feud or whatever. I mean, the feud was kind of wonky from the beginning with the whole pie gimmick, you know, throwing pies at each other's faces and and Tony getting like the, the better of that, you know, with the with the pie in her face. But, man, you know, it seemed like they were going to go with the program with, with Charlotte Flair. And out of nowhere, after a house show, I think they were in Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. Tony just asked for her release and apparently from what it's been reported everybody in the WWE was kind of shocked about this and i don't know man this one kind of caught me by surprise but you know maybe there's something else going on um she did go on um i forgot whose podcast it was i don't know if it was ryan sand or someone but she did say that she did struggle with um i think it was like anxiety or, or something like that and then she did say that you know like the WWE schedule could be very demanding with her and i think she mentioned something about with her family at maybe like a niece or something like that like spending time with them i could and listen i could uh, I could be mistaken with some of the things i'm talking about no saying i think
1: for. you're on the right path meltzer i um, <laughs> said that it was like burnout yeah yeah yeah,
2: um, yeah that's that's yeah.
1: what he heard yeah, so yeah. it's it's all probably connected um, um yeah, yeah listen the wwe schedule it's not for everybody mm-hmm. um i don't know how it's people like uh, like, you know, the top names like Rollins, Reigns, and all those guys who have been doing it for, you know, almost a decade now uh, have been doing it. Like, kudos to them. I don't know if I personally could ever handle that, being on the road every single day, new city all the time, different mm-hmm. rent a cars, different flights. I mean, damn, like, that's not for everybody. Um, so, yeah, I hope everything's okay mentally with Tony. And um, I am – I'm honestly surprised that WWE granted this release yep. because – You know, listen, you sign a contract, okay, and uh, you really should fulfill the whole contract, okay? I mean, you know, if you ask for your release, you know, we've seen instances where people ask for their release, and WWE, in the past, did not grant people their release. Uh, This time, now they are, which is good, because, again, you don't want to hold somebody hostage like that, Um, you know, especially if she's going through some mental stuff, like, you know, let her go. But if she's not, and she just quit out of nowhere like that or whatever... Uh, I'm surprised they let her out of their con- of her contract and didn't be petty and just let her uh, you know set at home and just ride out the rest of it. But they granted her release. Now she's got a, I'm sure she's got 90 days because she was on the main roster, mm-hmm. and um, I'm excited to see where Tony Storm goes. I think you know a lot of people are going to say the same thing and I oh. and I know that. <laughs> I'm probably sounding like a broken record or a, hypocr- or a hypocrite because I say that not everybody can go to AEW, but man, she should go to AEW.
3: But there's room in the women's division AEW to get women. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, it's different than the. Men's, let me tell you something. Um, I'm very sure.
3: excited to see Tony Storm. I love me some Tony Storm. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Juice Robinson, you are one lucky bastard. Good yeah, for him. Yeah.
0: Good for Juice. So let l- let me ask what the hell? Is. Oh, anyway, keep going. Uh, so let me ask you this: with I'm gonna sound like the the only old man right now.
3: Uh, you, it doesn't take too much. Time.
0: Why why is it that these guys like like you said before, like Rollins and 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 all these other people that are able to hang and are able to have uh, this thing on the road? Do you think maybe the younger generation are are not as as thick skinned as the older generation?
3: I think that plays part of it. I think that that, that could be yeah. part of the reason. Um,
0: you know what I mean? Because we've heard stories about, you know, back in my day, you know, where the bulldog would shit on somebody's bag. You know what I mean? Like, again, these are things that that were part of, I I don't want to say, like, everything that was going on, but it was part of, you know what I mean? Like, it was the day-to-day. I think now you have a lot of these people that they just go in and say, okay, this is this is just my work, and they never actually, like, put in the work with it. Do you think again the the younger generation just doesn't have that camaraderie?
3: I don't, I don't think there's any hazing happening right now in WWE, especially with mm-hmm. someone like Tony Storm. You got to also remember too, Tony Storm was already hot, and I don't mean physically. I'm talking about she was no. already hot before she went to WWE. No, no, but
0: but that's why I'm asking. You know?
3: No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I think it, maybe it's just more burnout, or maybe okay. something is going on with her. I don't know, but
0: okay,
3: um, yeah, just a question. Th- that's what I. think. <laughs> Dale. All right. This is gonna be a very controversial topic. It could be, maybe it won't be. I don't know. But we'll, let's have a discussion about it because that's what we do here. You know, we we are very blunt. We don't. We're not afraid of pissing people off. Um, we're not. We're not. I we're know not. we're not. So here we go. Okay. So Big Swole We know that she got um her and AEW mutually agreed that they were gonna part ways. Uh, Big Swole decided not to uh, resign anymore. Uh, resign a new deal with AEW I don't know if it was offered I have no idea We don't know So she decided I didn't even know she- This girl had a podcast I had no idea no. So she has her own podcast And she decided Just to finding have- out right now Yeah I know I had no idea Was so- it the
0: first episode Or she I- was doing I- it from before Dude
3: I have no idea I have no idea Okay I, re- I really don't know Because
0: I-, I had that same question but that-
3: <laughs> So I really had no idea So she decided to um, be vocal And kind of um, Say the reasons why Um some of the things went sour with AEW. And mm-hmm. some she made some good points. And then other ones, I felt like she wasn't too clear about it. Like, she talked about diversity, right? And then I felt like her, her issues with, with AEW wasn't necessarily a diversity issue. It was more like a more black representation, which is two different things. And I think a lot of people that just kind of read some of her comments or whatever exactly. just went with, Diversity, because if you look at AEW, AEW is a diverse company. Now you can make the the argument about like, okay, maybe they, they have issues with black representation or whatever. And listen, at the end of the day, AEW hasn't been, you know, out for hasn't been around that long. So there there's gonna be there's gonna be growing pains. They they still have to find their footing. And I'm not trying to make that an excuse for AEW at all. But I'm just being honest here or whatever. And we have seen. Um, Changes, okay? We have seen changes or whatever. Have they had some missteps? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest ones I could think of right off the bat was, was Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky was way hot. Mm-hmm. He challenged uh, Cody for the TNT Championship. This is with um, Cody's first run as TNT Champion or whatever. And I believe that they should have put the belt on Scorpio. Yeah. He was super hot. They chose not to do that. I thought that was a missed opportunity because ever since then, besides some of the stuff that he's been doing right now with Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky hasn't really felt important. So I think that was a missed opportunity. They missed the vote on that. But hey, it happens, growing pains, etc. Okay. One of the other things that Big Soul pointed out was uh them keeping uh they continue to sign more talents and kind of putting the talent that it's already in AEW in the background or whatever. That's that's an issue I've been very vocal about. You know, AEW can't continue signing all these talents. So mm. she did make a lot of good points in in her stuff. But then, like I said, if you're just not listening to it and you're just reading some of the comments or depending on who's reporting the comments, yeah. it's one thing is diversity and then the other thing is black representation. There's two different things, okay? And she didn't sound bitter about it and she didn't just speak about herself because obviously she does have some medical uh, issues. Um, I believe she deals with, uh, what is it, Crohn's disease, I think, if I'm mistaken. Yeah. So that's why she was kind of in and out of AEW. Um, she also talked about the the women's division on some of the struggles they have they they've been going through or whatever. Um, but she didn't sound like she was bitter. She didn't sound like she was hating on AEW or Tony Khan. She did mention that the one of the biggest things about um, not being uh, represented in the black community was uh, he. She used the example of her daughter on how they look at the WWE product and there's more representation there than AEW, etc. Whatever. So she did bring out some good points. Understandably so. She worked there. We didn't. So I get all that. Uh, Tony Khan, a man that... <laughs> needs to stay off t- Twitter. Listen, Tony Khan's my guy, all right? I, but the man needs to stay off Twitter. Um, <laughs> shit, my fucking, <laughs> fucking headphones just popped your up hef- the second I mentioned Tony Khan. Your headphones Leo, even do know. do me a favor. Can you pull up the tweet of Big Soul's, resp- to Big Soul's response? Can you pull up
0: that I'm tweet? I'm going right now.
3: Because I want to dissect this tweet. Because... Tony Khan. Yo, you're my guy, Tony. I love you, Tony. But, man, you got a congratulations for this tweet? And it's not even a full congratulations. Uh, Just type in... Uh, uh, keep going, keep going, keep going.
0: Keep we going keep we're going, getting going. it. We're getting. Rampage. The no? man The oh man no. tweets oh, wow. a lot. So, so people can see a better day. <laughs> uh, transition. Okay, go. The man tweets a lot, bro. So we're going in. Congratulations. Okay, AW, so... Rampage, last name possible. MJF. Go ahead. I'll find it. Keep going. Okay, Talking. so... You know he
3: could have saved this tweet if he would have just kind of removed a couple things from it. Boom. Okay. Okay. Just so one
1: thing, in my probably, opinion, one major thing.
3: So if listen, so okay, so I'm gonna read the tweet. So he goes like, "Let me. There you go. Okay. So to the, stop moving it. Sorry. So the top two AEW execs <laughs> are Brown, me, and Megan. I would have not said that.
0: I would have said I would have said Megan to me, but I'm just saying. Just, nah. That's what I, I, saying.
3: I, I would have not said that. Period. Megan and I. Then, then he, he goes on to resp- uh, say, Jade, Bones, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, Mark Quinn, all, all one on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. That last line and the first line would have been the two things I would have removed. Huh, him promoting AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. I, I know <laughs> some people picked issue with that. I necessarily didn't care about that too much, but the first line, and the last one where he taken a dig as well, I would remove that, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, you're an executive. You're the CEO of a company. You, you don't have to respond to every criticism. You don't yeah. have to do that, yes. all right? Listen, that's why as much as we crap on WWE, that's why WWB only tweets out, we wish you the best on your future endeavors. They don't go on details and say, like, hey, we didn't resign you because, you know. Because you, sh- you suck. Because you <laughs> suck or whatever, right? <laughs> Um, so and, and just using him, himself, and Megan that work in the office as examples of you know, Brown, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't have used that. Um, and then the dig at Swole. Listen, I've seen Swole in the ring, she's she, I think she's a very talented performer. The only problem is that when it comes to her AW career, if you don't know her from her independent work, you can't necessarily say she's a great worker or not because we haven't seen much of her, we've only seen her on dark or like dark elevation or whatever we haven't seen much of her and also because she struggles with Crohn's disease or whatever and to me it's very hypocritical on Tony's part saying like oh I didn't I let her contract expire because I I felt like her wrestling wasn't good enough if like a month prior to any of this you were praising her saying like she's such a good locker room leader and and praising her so much so like I feel like that's kind of hypocritical and when you're in a position of power like Tony you shouldn't be doing that so that's why he gets a congratulations from me but The bigger issue here is like, okay, so what's the issue? A diversity issue or a black representation issue? Whatever. Listen... Any company's gonna go through struggles, especially when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Listen, WWE didn't just start having a black champions or any color champions like overnight or whatever. Listen, do we just do we just instantly forget just because we see Big E and Bobby Lashley and Bianca Belair like on top or Sasha Banks like on top or in main event matches and spotlighted the way they do right like in recent years right and the New Day we'll throw the New Day in there etc. Just because they get spotlighted and they get shine, are we gonna forget that? We're gonna forget like the Booker T situation or like some of the things that's happened over the years. Listen, this is an ongoing issue, whatever. And I don't necessarily think that AEW has like issues compared to how WWF and WWE had issues 10, 20 years ago. Five it's, years. It's five years ago. It's not. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Um, and that's not taking a dig at WWE. It's just to be honest. We gotta be honest here. I don't. I, I don't agree with. Tony responding the way he did. I think he needs to stay off Twitter. All he had to do... and Because, listen, we're, the DerShies eventually, we're going to ask him a question or whatever. Um, like, let's say, one of these, pre, uh, these these media scrums or whatever, like, after a show. I'm sure that the question was going to be asked sooner rather than later. It's going to be asked. All he has to say, like, listen, um, I, I love Big Swole. Um, I respectfully disagree with Big Swole. Um, and, you know, we're always taking the initiative to make changes within our company when when they need to be making changes or whatever. And I think we've done that, and I that, that's all I'm going to speak on the topic. That's all he he has to say. I don't think he needs to, you know, take a cheap shot at Big Swell. I think that's just, you know, a CEO doesn't do that. Uh, nonetheless, um, he said it. At the end of the day, we just need to be wrestling fans, and he said that. So if you, you feel a certain type of way about Tony Khan tweeting out what he did, cool, I get it. I don't think Tony Khan's a bad guy. I think some people were throwing out the racist card. He's definitely not racist. If you think he's racist, you're a fucking moron. And at the same time, Big Swole is allowed to feel how she feels because she worked for the company, all right? Sometimes we need to just take a back backseat. Um, do I think Tony Khan should at least apologize to Big Swole about taking a dig at her? Yeah, but I don't think he's going to do it. Um, that that just You know what it is with, with Tony, when it, especially the him taking a dig at Big Swole? It showed that... It felt very entitled and like I'm a rich guy type thing. Like it felt that that's how I took it. You took uh, it personal. <laughs> no, I didn't take it personal. I just took it like someone that it. I took it from someone that's never been told no in his life. That's how I took okay. it. Or whatever. And that's yeah. and that's not. And listen, I love Tony Khan. All right, I don't think Tony Khan's a bad guy. Listen, we've all had missteps. I'm sure we've all said shit that we shouldn't have had said, or like something like, "Man, maybe I shouldn't have had said no, that." No, never. But. Oh, so the mouth shit Leo has said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that's how I feel about it, man. I think at, at times we just kinda need to take a backseat and just start, you know, hate this and hate that or whatever. Um some some AEW talent did uh speak on it, or whatever. Some were signing with Soul, other side uh we're kind of just um back in AEW. Um Big Soul did make some did respond to this. Um I'm not gonna go into it either. Um, but that that's pretty much where I'm um, at it, man. I just wanted to touch on it. And that's kind of my opinion on it, Ryan. Let me let me hear your take on it. If you even have a take, but uh, go ahead, man.
1: Yeah, no, of course I have a take. Listen, the uh, the, the tweet was bad, man. When I saw <laughs> this, I was like, oof, like man. Like... Oh, so you're saying this?
0: Congratulations, you played <laughs> oh, yourself. Well,
1: I was, uh, yeah, I was saying probably way worse than that. Uh, it's just the i don't even have a problem with the first sentence i i understand why uh it probably you know wasn't totally necessary but the fact that he was talking about him and and mega um you know being brown like you know that didn't really bother me but um the last sentence man if he just would have taken out the last sentence the whole tweet would have been fine because you know he's backing up his yeah his his company he's defending you know his company um I just, yeah, I don't like to dig at her. I mean, listen, she doesn't work there anymore. I mean, who cares, like, what she says, you know? I mean, like, she has her opinions. Like you said, she has a right to have her opinion. She worked there. Uh, Whether it's spot on or not, it doesn't matter. That's her opinion. She went on record to say what she wanted to say. And uh, Tony came off as, like, a child who didn't think before he spoke. And, Mm -hmm. again, it's just, like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Um, Like I said, the tweet would have totally been fine had he taken out the last sentence where he threw a dig at her wrestling. Um, And also, too, like, this could... Now, it, it could go both ways. It could either motivate her to, like, want to, you know, prove to him that she's an outstanding wrestler and she just takes off, whether she signs with um, Impact or NWA or something and just becomes a really big name in, in any women's division or across any company or whatever. But it could also hurt her confidence, too. You know, yeah. like, like seeing something like this, where Tony basically publicly calls out her wrestling ability and how it wasn't good yeah. enough. Um, that could really damage somebody's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like, self-esteem and, and, and confidence. And uh, I hope that doesn't happen. While I'm not the biggest fan of Big Swole, you know, obviously, you know, I'm I'm a human being. She's a human being. So, like, I want her to succeed in this business. You know, she's obviously has a kid and everything like that and has a family. So, um, but, yeah, listen, Tony, I don't think you need to stay off of Twitter necessarily because, you know. Because <laughs> then we I have I nothing enjoy, to talk about.
2: I do enjoy <laughs>
1: some of it. I do enjoy some of his tweets. I do think they're hilarious, um, but I just feel like he needs to do a better job of, you know, like I said, when when somebody criticizes him, someone or his company, needs to moderate his tweets before he tweets that. it out. Yeah, right. There's somebody needs to uh, approve them before he hits so, the send button.
0: But but let me ask you guys: Don't you think that this was just a performance review, and? At the end of the day, right, so the way I'm looking at it, right, Fightful Wrestling is the one that writes, you know, Big Swole explains the lack of diversity and structure led to her leaving. Did any of us here or anybody listen to us, did you guys actually hear her say that? Because right now what we're reading is what Fightful reported, right? Me personally, I haven't heard what she originally said. Again, I'm going off this tweet here. To me, again, the way I look at it, Tony Khan, that's his company, it's a performance review. You're not just going to go ahead and... Extend somebody's contract if deep down inside you feel that she's not good enough. You're right. She was only on dark. She was only on elevation. But the couple of videos out there where they show when she was on dark and elevation, she couldn't string three or four moves together.
3: But if that's the case, then he shouldn't have been praising her a month before.
0: Yeah, but as a a business owner, right?
3: As a business owner, you shouldn't be tweeting.
0: Okay, but but check this out. And again, I don't know this part. Where did he praise her, on Twitter or in a a scrum? In a scrum. Okay. When you're put on the spot about somebody that are still employed by you, you're not going to say, oh, yeah, they suck, and we're about to let her contract expire. No, you're going to pick something good that that person does, even though her performance at the end of the day isn't up to par. Because, again, you don't want people to start speculating from that moment. So, but now again, as a business owner, all he did was, "Hey, performance review. She wasn't good enough." I'm just, I'm just looking at it from that part.
3: Not, it's very unprofessional. It was not.
1: you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't was, go out on a public yeah. like even even if he, it would have even been a little bit better um, had he just said it. Just say he, you know, he goes on busted open a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So just say he said that um, on busted open in an interview. I'm not saying it makes it totally better. But he could have probably gotten away with it had it been like in an in an on a podcast like that instead of a public tweet like that that's still up to this day. Which yeah, Yeah, it's not like he deleted it. it. (laughs) Right, he didn't delete it. So like, it just that would have been a little like I would have given him a pass for that. Yeah, even though I still wouldn't have said that if I'm him and a guy in his position. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just he basically embarrassed her in front of everybody and just you know wasn't a good look.
3: Was unprofessional, nonsensical, very dismissive. And just not something that you tweet out if you're the CEO, the president
1: of... Of the second biggest wrestling company in the world. You yeah. don't do that.
0: And just remember, it. he's brown, not black. <laughs> <sighs> no, but okay, so so on that, on that point, right? And, and I like the way you started this whole thing, Mario, because people are taking two things, or three things, or four things, and putting it all into one. The whole Booker T thing, the hole where Biggie becomes a champion. He's only the fifth African-American champion in WWE history. Five. How many years has the WWE been on? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he's only the fifth guy, African-American, to have the championship. Now, unfortunately, social media allows these crazy people who have this mentality of... Oh, diversity, diversity, but they're actually picking up other things that have nothing to do with that. This thing here, you basically have two people that are non-white getting accused of being a racist. Because that's literally what what it comes into, the lack of diversity. Now, as Spanish people, not you, Ryan, but me and Mario, uh, we're in this world where we don't fit in the Anglo world. But we don't fit in the African-American world. So it's somewhere in between. And again, it's not lack of diversity like Mario started. At the end of the day, I think what social media allows these people to do is say, you know what? You're right, Big Swole. It has everything to do with lack of diversity. But it's not. It's something totally different. The issue's bigger than that. Dale.
3: All right, uh, that that's all I really gotta say about this situation, man. Well, you know, Tony Khan gotta gotta do better in the sense like he shouldn't be tweeting out everything.
0: Just can play. I run his Twitter? That'd be awesome.
3: No, thank you. Go, you don't even know how to tweet. So yes, <coughs> I do. He needs to just stick on promoting his show and not take everything personal because it comes out very childish. Um, and that's it, Ryan. Any last thing before we move on?
1: Yeah, no, that's it. He's got to just think before he tweets. Like yeah. I said, that's it. That's someone needs to saying. monitor his Twitter.
3: Maybe you could do that, Leo. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know yeah. awesome. what? That might not be a good idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let them all go through, baby. Let, let me. Let me be. So I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of great things has happened um, this past weekend and all around. You know, WWE, um, New Japan to a certain extent, uh, AEW. But you know who I think might have stole the week, and that's Impact Wrestling, because last night, mm. Jesus Christ, they gave us. One hell of a fucking pay per view. I already listed this pay per view on like shows of the year that we got to talk about at the end of uh, 2022. Um, Wrestle Kingdom's not on there, but let me tell you something: Hearts of Kill's on there. Okay, bro, top to bottom, this show was fucking amazing, man. Um, they had the first ever X, um, Ultimate X match with women. Tasha Steeles went over on that match. I thought all the women bust their ass. And I think uh, I'm so happy for Tasha Tasha Steeles. You know, a fellow Jerseyan. So happy for her. Incredible match. Trey Miguel, Steve Uh, McCallan, uh formerly... Um, what the hell is this dude's name? He used to be part of the Forgotten Sons and fucking... Um, w- yeah. I forget the dude's name. I forget the guy's name. But listen, I know a lot of people don't remember this dude. But let me tell you something. This guy could work his fucking ass off. Him and Trey Miguel just put on a fucking ba- banger for the uh, X division Championship. And this is where things got interesting over the night, okay? Jonathan Grisham defends the Ring of Honor World Championship. Well, his (laughs) Ring of Honor World Championship because Bandito's also (laughs) defending his title. So Jonathan Grisham defends his ROH World Championship against Chris Abin, okay? They bring out Ian Riccoboni, okay, To uh, to do commentary for this match, okay? Great. They bring out Bobby Cruz to do the introduction. Big pop, big pop in the crowd. We get the ROH chant and everything. They put on a fucking banger. And then what I liked about Ian Rick being on commentary, he ties it back to 2018. Because when Chris Saban was finishing up with Ring of Honor in 2018 or whatever, he was owed a world championship match that he never got. So he finally got his Ring of Honor world title, you know, three years later. Yeah, but still, they awesome. tied it together. Great fucking match or whatever. Grisham retains, okay? Um... Josh Alexander put on another banger. With, uh, put on uh, another banger. This is a guy that just continues to put some bangers. Fucking such a fucking great worker, John, uh, Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. Him and Jonah went at it. This was like my second favorite match of the night. Oh man, it, it felt like a New Japan match. They were just being the fucking snot out of each other. Okay, this is where things got interesting. We had a hardcore war match. It kind of felt like a war games match, but just minus the cage. Okay, it was Eddie Edwards, Swan Willie Mack, Heath, and Rhino. Versus the Good Brothers and Violent by Design, okay? They, it was the same rules as a War Games match, okay? Team Heath, Rhino, Eddie Edwards, Willie Mack, and Rich Swan go over. All mm-hmm. right? When they're celebrating, you hear some rumblings in the crowd, okay? I see OGK, the kingdom. Matt Taven, Mike Bennett. I'm like, okay! I like this. They're an impact, okay! They're trying to get those tax traps. okay! They start beating on the faces. Then, um, I believe it was Willie Mack or Eddie Edwards. I forget. They, they jump in the brawl. Rhino goes in there, too, okay? Then you see fucking Vincent. So, I'm like, wait a minute. Fucking Vincent and fucking Matt Haven were, were beefing in ROH. Is this, like, a new version of the kingdom? Then PCO comes out. So, now it's, I'm like, okay, this is a full-on invasion. Ring of Honor's fucking invading. Fucking commentary selling. By the way, Tom, Tom Phillips is now in an impact, okay? Mm-hmm. Bit, that's a... That, that's a big get for Impact Wrestling. I'm so happy for Impact, okay? Tom Phillips, such an underrated play-by-play commentator, okay? Now and they're and co- interviewer. Hit, now they're selling it, okay? Like, is this a blown Ring of Honor invasion? Now they start beating the shit out of these Impact talents. All the faces in Impact, all right? Maria comes out, and they just pose, stand together, blah, blah, blah. They cut backstage. To Scott DeMorris trying... Um, I forget who does uh, the interviewing in um, Impact. I forget this girl's name. But... They get Scott D'Amour, and he's like, "What? Did you know about this? What's going on? Whatever." He's like, "I had no idea what's going on here. I'm gonna make a phone call to Baltimore to find out what it is." So we're getting a full ring of
0: that, 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 we're oh. getting
3: a full Ring of Honor invasion and impact, bro. I'm all fucking about this, dude. Man, and if it didn't get better, then we get a triple threat match. Moose defends the championship against Matt Cardona, and um, I refuse to call him W. Morley, so I'm gonna call him Kaz, big Kaz. Okay. <laughs> Recall it was actually a really entertaining triple threat match. And then Mickey James, the Alan main event, man. Um great uh, both women beat the shit out of each other. She retains the knockouts championship, which after what we saw on Friday night, SmackDown. Yes, I am tying SmackDown into Impact Wrestling, which they were promoting also Royal Rumble on Impact. Um Mickey James is gonna be in the Royal Rumble. I don't know how you make didn't make that a, a surprise, but now watching like all these yeah, bugs and shit, it kind of makes sense why they announced Mickey James now. But dude, um impact wrestling, bro. What a fucking great pay-per-view top to bottom, Ryan. I don't know if you got to watch all this or if you got to see any of it or if you didn't see anything, you kind of gave yourself a congratulations because why am I not watching this? But, man, this pay-per-view top to bottom, bro, I'm telling you, they stole the week from me. Not WWE, not AEW, not New Japan. It was Impact Wrestling, baby. woo I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I'm
0: happy. You sound excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. You're 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 all about it. I love it. Love the energy. Uh, yeah, man. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the show, uh, but I did see the. Congratulations! So.
0: You played yourself. Yeah, yeah,
1: Um, I saw the highlights. I was locked into Twitter. I saw everything that was going on. I didn't hear one bad thing about it. Everybody who watched it said it was a great show, and I believe it 100. percent I mean, all the stuff you're telling me, all the stuff that I've seen. Listen, there's four times out of the year that Impact Wrestling has a lot of buzz to it. And it's coming off of all the four pay-per-views, right? Four pay-per-views they have a year, yep. Um, similar to AEW. Listen, their pay-per-views are always good. There's no denying that. They always seem to put on great shows, and a lot of people are talking about it afterwards. It's the weeks after that and the months in between mm-hmm. the pay-per-views that nobody talks about Impact Wrestling, and that's the problem. Yep. Um, they, they have so much momentum coming off of these big shows, and they're so great, but it's just like, I'm not even. I don't even know if it's like its impact not doing a good job of keeping up with the momentum, or it's just people just not caring afterwards. Um, I don't really know what the combination is. Uh, It's just, it's kind of sad how they just can't really keep that momentum going. Um, But listen, I'm gonna have to check out the show. I know my buddy, uh, one of my buddies, ordered it on Fight, so um, I'm gonna probably see if I could check it out. Uh, I want to see some of these matches for myself. Um, Yeah, it's just. like I said, what a way to start the year for impact. And like I said, I just, I would like to see them keep the momentum going. Yeah, I, man. But a time and time again, they just don't. And there's like a lull, like a, a period of time after these pay-per-views that nobody talks about impact at all.
0: You know, um, I you n-
1: barely even see anything on it, you know?
0: Okay. Uh, you get, get the button ready, Mario to, Which one? to play themselves. Okay. Right. So now we live in a world, right. Where it's not just the pay-per-view, right. You have to push social media. You have to push again. If somebody wanted to see this ROH invasion, right? You would think that Impact Wrestling would have that up on their page. The last thing they have is countdown to Hard to Kill 2022.
2: Congratulations, you played yourself.
0: You know what I mean? Like if you really and again, this goes into this goes into the post production part of your pay per view. This is where you see that Impact is not. In the same, even though they are, uh, you know, they're running the whole social media thing, even they are, you know, going in this whole fight TV and and Twitch and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, they're not all in, pardon the pun, to make people still talk about them when they're not on the air or when the pay-per-view is not on. If it was me and I was running Impact, everything that happened on that show, every little bit, I would have put it on a page. I would have put it on Facebook. I would have put it on clips. Because right now, if you go and you look for ROH Invasion, I put Impact Wrestling, Hard to Kill, ROH Invasion. All you had was other people, like their reaction to it, but with the picture of all this ROH people, right? You get one guy who was smart enough, and actually his his cell phone video, he actually put it up. But other than that, the actual page of Impact who should be Taking this and running with it, they did it. Nothing on their page. Yeah, that's a misstep. The same nothing. could be said
1: for the social medias yeah. like um, the Twitters and Instagram, the yeah. Instagrams. Man, like I'm looking at their Twitter. Like I don't see like, like I mean, yeah, like they retweeted um, like I think so. they retweeted Sammy Callahan. Quote tweeting the uh, Sean Rossap's tweet about the ROH invasion. Like, shouldn't it be Impact's own tweet exactly. about right. the ROH but, invasion? Right. Like, but, th- but yeah, this like, is the thing
0: that they, they own yeah. the content. So it's not like they're going to get taken down for using their content to push the yeah, show. It's, a,
3: it's definitely a misstep. It's definitely a misstep. And that's probably, you know, going back to what Ryan was saying, that's part of the problem why they can't keep that buzz going. Um, Shit, we should... have more about that than they do. Dude, My the last six <laughs> posts on Instagram are
0: Impact Wrestling related. Let's go to our Look, Lucha Outsiders. The last six posts are This is our page. <laughs> go ahead, Mario. The last six posts <laughs> is all Impact Wrestling.
3: The last six are about Impact Wrestling. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, This is a nice transition. Click on the first post um, that's on there. Uh, so, they ran a package about Rebellion, okay? That's their next big pay-per-view that's happening in April. By the way, it's happening in Poughkeepsie, New York, and I plan on going to this. It's on a Saturday, so I plan on going to this pay-per-view. So if you remember last year when they did the the whole uh, promotion for Rebellion, you know where it says Rebellion and then you have the star in the middle. It had the Kenny Omega, like the Omega logo, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This year it has a question mark. Now click on the next slide, Leo. The one that goes over. So Ian Riccoboni... He posted a picture of himself, Bobby Cruz, and ROH World Champion uh, Jonathan Grisham, okay? So he put out, uh, you know, he made a This little, one, right? Yeah, that one right there. So he goes, like, thank you for having us, Impact Wrestling, whatever. Um, thank you for keeping the letters of ROH, you know, in the spotlight. And then he goes, see you in April, Impact question mark. I have a funny feeling we're getting, like, a full-blown Ring of so. Honor, Impact Wrestling show at Rebellion
1: yeah yeah it certainly seems like ring of honor is coming back at this point um it's it just seems inevitable every every little thing where they're keeping the the ring of honor championships alive obviously they're they're the champions are defending the titles um Mm -hmm. the the t's here uh at the end of the final battle pay-per-view they said uh april 2022 it just seems inevitable that um it's gonna come back in some capacity yeah and uh Yeah man, Impact obviously is working with every promotion on Planet Earth right now. So yeah, man. <laughs> it only makes sense for Ring of Honor and Impact to to work together here and uh you know, I, I just feel like I it's just similar to like the Impact and AEW stuff that seems to be on the back burner right now. I just don't really know you know what in you know it's great to see these companies working together, you know, it's awesome. I just I what does Impact like gain from this is what, you know, is the main thing. Like I like, You know, Impact, they gained Kenny Omega from the AEW deal and maybe a few, you know, viewers here and there when Kenny Omega was on. Once Kenny Omega wasn't on, nobody tuned in anymore. So how do they keep these people coming back, you know, and I'm not even sure working with Ring of Honor is going to, you know, make, you know, bring all these viewers and stuff like that. And especially because you fucking killed Ring of
3: Honor, too. You killed Ring of Honor. I, so I killed them. Don't, don't kill Impact back. now.
1: Don't kill him. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to kill Impact. I like it. Um <laughs> Ring of Honor is coming back, though, so I don't, I don't think I killed them. But you know um, what? I,
3: so, to... not to, And this isn't even a counter uh, to, to to what you're saying, but don't you think it's, like, it's like irony but also, like, kind of funny at the same time that that after, since Final Battle, right there's this new buzz for Ring of Honor, and it's like, wow, how come you didn't... How come these people weren't around when Ring of Honor needed the people? You get what I'm saying? Like, ever yeah, since, yeah. like, Ring of Honor put, like, the wrestling world in question, like, we're not sure Ring of Honor is going to come back next year, and you have all these talent popping up everywhere. You know, Jada Lethal ended up going to AEW, and then the Briscoes popped in GCW, whatever. Jonathan Grisham's defending the title all over the place, okay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now there's more buzz for Ring of Honor and what the future is for Ring of Honor, now that we don't even know if, if the company's even going to exist in April.
1: Yeah, no, I know it's it's weird, and also too, it's obviously since it looks like it's planning on coming back, it's going to be interesting to see too, because again, it's you know what we heard a couple of months ago where they're not going to sign talents to long term deals. It's just going to be like based on appearance and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see how like that kind of works. Like how could a company not employ any wrestlers under contracts and just have people come in and and Per appearance, I guess, you know, indie promotions do that. So it is what it is. But um,
3: I mean, if they I mean, technically, and and you if you went on record by saying this, but, you know, and and I agree with you, you know, GCW is the third biggest promotion in the States. Okay, they're not a company that signs talented deals, but they have the same reoccurring cast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what's going to have to be like uh, if Ring of Honor comes back also too, if they're still working with Impact at the time you know, impact talent can go there and, and vice versa. Um, I think ring of honor and impact is, is a great partnership. I really do. Me um, I think that's, I think that's really perfect. Um, and yeah, it, it's just it's super cool. And I'm like you said, that, that star there on under the rebellion, um, you know, graphic always seems to to have meaning towards it for yep. the second year in a row now. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, stuff's going to get interesting come April, man. I am, I'm actually looking forward to see what happens with, with ring of honor. And, uh, you know let's see if impact like i said can keep this momentum going like i said the great pay-per-view to start off the year a lot of buzz coming out of it especially with the mickey james stuff too um Mm -hmm. people are talking about her yeah and um you know it was smart for impact to have her retain the belt last night there's no way they were going to pull off the belt with how much buzz she got right Right. um i don't think that their wwe is going to let her walk onto their show. They should, though. Himself. They should
3: really should, though. Yo, yeah, I Yeah, they pop, should, so but I this don't will be see a, it. This is a good transition. So, Friday, Charlotte comes out for a promo, okay? And she starts announcing the Women's Royal Rumble. So you see all these graphics from all these different talents or whatever. When I saw Mickey James, I'm like, wait a minute. Are they talking about talents that have been in the Women's Royal Rumble? Or are they talking right, about, like, right. talents that are gonna be this year? And then my man, Pat McAfee, goes... Yeah, the current Impact Knockouts World Champion is going to be the Royal Rumble. I'm like, "Wait a minute. Did he just say that on air?" Dude, I lost my shit. I'm like, I thought that was so cool on WWE's behalf. I don't know if, if Pat McAfee was produced to say this or he just went on the record to yeah. say it, but then even WWE tweeted it out. But then the tweet, yeah, right. right. So, so, yeah. Then um, you know, wrestling social media, you know, the wrestling community, they were like, "Forget about the Forbidden Door. This is like the multiverse." Um, yeah. dude, I, you know, um, you got to give credit, you know, give, you know, we got to give WWE its credit when they deserve it. And this is things that fans get excited about, you know, and listen, WWE, for the most part, they had some pretty good stuff that happened this week too. I think they had a pretty good week minus the, the releases and stuff. But, you know, if we remove that from the equation, I think they had a pretty good week and this bombshell that Charlotte, you know, puts out and I kind of had mixed feelings about it, you know, seeing what we saw in Impact last night i i think the mickey announcement was cool to announce but i think you could have left like the bellas and lita like uh you don't have to announce that in my opinion i think you could have WWE just hates surprises um yeah, i it think seems like it, yeah. you know and, and i'm not the biggest bellas fan at all whatever but you know it would have gotten a pop from the crowd or whatever if you just hear their theme or whatever so i think you could have probably left the bellas and lita as surprises but who knows maybe there's some more surprises that are in the works for the women's Royal Rumble because let me tell you something. I don't think in the current yeah. WWE women's roster, I don't think they could get thirty women. Okay, so they need to bring women in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, what a, what a world we're living in right now. WWE releases too many women talent that they're actually borrowing from Impact Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> they, they for years, they, there was like Impact was like not to be mentioned or whatever. Right. Like there was their, mm-hmm. the little it's it's always the little brother and stuff like that. Now they're borrowing from them because they don't have enough. And they acknowledge it.
3: And they're now acknowledging she's a women's world champion in another promotion.
1: Yeah. um, Maybe that was like the deal that he struck with Scott DeMore where it's like he was like, okay, we'll acknowledge her for what she is then. Um, My guy Scott.
3: My boy, Scott. Yeah, listen.
1: I'm sure sure he had to put his foot down, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know why they announced half the women's field. I don't really care, to be honest, because I don't really care about the women's Royal Rumble, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, it's also a, a Divas Royal Rumble right now, and I'm not too fond of that. I mean, Summer Rae, Kelly Kelly. Like, I understand, like, they, they've brought Kelly Kelly in the past, but, I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, it's, it's looking like you might as well bring the Divas uh, butterfly belt back while, while you're at it, you know? Um, they'd still, they still, they did not eat the 30 women Royal Rumble. My God, I think they announced, like, not 15. even half of that, 15, so like there's maybe. still a lot more left to go. Right. Um, you know, that you still got uh, you know, Bianca Belair, um, Liv Morgan, you know, they didn't announce them yet because they're in a triple threat with, with Dewdrop on Monday to see Ugh. who faces Becky at the Rumble. So, you know, the, the two losers there will be added to the Rumble. Um, I'm sure they'll bring in some NXT, you know, uh, maybe Raquel or Dakota, um, you know, Mandy. You know, I'm sure they'll be able to fill the field, obviously. And there's still a lot of, like, legends out there, like a Milena or, um, you know, like, you know, uh, Tori Wilson's and stuff, like, Molly Hollys, The the, gir- the girls we've seen in the past who are in every single women's Royal Rumble, you know. Um, but the one thing I don't like is Charlotte's in the Royal Rumble. To me, that makes no sense. I don't understand. It defeats the purpose. She's the champion. I understand she's not going to win. But, like, hypothetically speaking, like, like why... Would she even want to be in it to win it? For what? Like, w- what? What is her plan if she wins it? Like, is I don't, it... I don't get it. But hold on, wasn't the
3: last uh, the Rumble? Where was that? I think you were at that Rumble where uh, Edge made his return. What Rumble
1: was that? Like two years? No, ago? No, I was, I was not at that one. That was, uh that was the one right before the the pandemic started.
3: Okay, okay, you weren't at that Rumble.
1: No, the one. Oh, you Jim were the one, where... one.
3: Yeah, you you were the one where Seth yeah. Rollins won, right? Right,
1: right. Yeah, okay. That
3: well, that Rumble wasn't Brock Lesnar. As world champion, didn't he enter the Royal Rumble that year? That's when Drew eliminated him. He was
1: a world champion. He entered the Rumble. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I. Yeah. Like, what was his plan if he won that too? Yeah. See, I. I don't know. You, you're. You're right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um. I just don't understand why champs are in the Royal Rumble. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Like, like I. Like, I don't know. Like, am I like weird to like like think like to be confused about that? Like, I just don't like. What is their goal? Like, and I understand it's all predetermined. So they're not going to win. But as a fan, I'm watching it as if it's like real. So like, like my thinking, like, like if I was watching wrestling with somebody, right, for the first time ever, I'm explaining them what the Royal Rumble is and, and what the winner gets and everything. And then they see the world champion come out and they ask me, Ryan, well, why is the world champion in this match? I would literally turn to that person and say, I have no earthly clue and then they'd probably be like, "Well, Ryan, haven't you been watching wrestling for years?" I'd be like, "Yeah, but I have no clue why he's in there." It just doesn't make sense. I would have no explanation.
3: And, and another comedic note, okay? Shout out to Rush for an Aridian. She's in the chat right now. She goes like, "Bailey needs to win the rumble. This that would be a, a nicer surprise if Bailey was to return at the rumble." You hear a theme, big pop from the crowd. She also said I also hate that they ruined the surprise. Summer Rae said no one was supposed to know. Well, let me tell you something. No disrespect to Summer Rae, Summer Rae but nobody <laughs> wants to know if Summer Rae was in the Rumble or not. Okay,
1: nobody. Right, they right, don't even want her in
3: the Rumble. Okay.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be no pop if she comes out to uh to, to, a, to a surprise. Anyways, people would be like, "Oh yeah, I remember this chick from Total Divas." Like nobody, you know, nobody's gonna give a shit. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: You know what? Um, just kind of going back to real quick to Impact or whatever. You don't know, if. <laughs> Scott, maybe Scott Damore did fucking say this. Who knows, right? Like, yo, Scott Damore was like, yo, if he had some balls, or maybe maybe he did, maybe he didn't, I don't know. He goes like, Listen, you acknowledge my champion as being what she is, okay? And at the end of the paper, you have Charlotte come come out and have a face off with Mickey James, okay? Title and title. Woo! Big pop, big pop, baby.
1: Yeah, you know how many people on my to- on my timeline thought that, you know, WWE was gonna get involved at the end of the impact show. <laughs> instead, and I'm just like, Instead we have Ring of
3: Instead deep. we have Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, you got Ring of Honor. You're not WWE's not sending anybody to to hard to kill to 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 beef it out with Mickey James. Somebody who again it has has a lot of buzz, right? Because of you know she's back because of the whole trash bag thing, and you know uh, her. You know, I think she called like Nick Khan, like uh, Sopranos wannabe or something like that. Like she went off on the company, right? And then all of a sudden they call her. I'm sure they gave her a lot of money, and then she goes, "Oh yeah, I'll come back." I think a little hypocritical, but you know what? If you were offered. Uh, a ton of money from your former employer to come back for five minutes and 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 just do something for a shit ton of money you would take it too. So I'm not going to fault Mickey James on that, but it's a little awkward. I, how it's I just feel like
3: people. I feel like maybe, and this is just my theory. Okay, I feel like this is slowly trying to they're trying to patch things up with Mickey yeah. both sides because she is a Hall of Famer, and I think one day they're she think she's going to get inducted to the Hall of
2: Fame. So I yeah, feel like this yeah, is their yeah.
3: way to kind of like. You know, let's mend the bridges or whatever. You know, we'll start with this. And then, you know, a year or two from now, you'll be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. That's what I think. My, my Yeah, my and you guess. listen, she probably doesn't
1: want her last, you know, uh, her legacy from WWE to be the trash bag thing. You know, mm-hmm. the last thing that, you know, um, happened to her there. You know, so she wants some redemption. I get it. But, I mean, let's be honest. People are talking about Mickie James like she's going to actually win this freaking thing. Like, I mean, come on. She'll be in there for like five to ten minutes, get eliminated, and then everybody will forget she was even in it in the first place. So, you know. They're not sending Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch out at the end of the the pay per view to to, you it would, know, to
3: listen, be- man. It would have it been cool if it would happened Just say oh, it would have been
1: cool, but I mean, come on, let's be realistic. Yeah, folks. I mean, you know, man. Let me
3: tell you something. A lot of things happened last night. Impact, uh, um, Hard to Kill, and they were promoting Royal Rumble like it was an Impact pay per view. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: Leave it to Impact to promote somebody else's show, man. Like to promote the shit out of somebody else's show. I mean, really, just completely. Listen,
3: I, and then they got Todd Phillips there or whatever. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, man. This guy's promoting the Royal Rumble. Like he he's still wasted. Yeah, I
2: know.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on some more. Some other stuff that happened in WWE, um, specifically SmackDown. Um, okay, so we had in the beginning of the show we had Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar doing like the perfect Paul Heyman. Um, impression which I found hilarious okay they keep teasing that they're gonna have something somewhere down the line to end the show Adam Pierce was like listen um, they told me I had to pick someone um, you know to, to face you at the rumble etc etc whatever Roman wanted nothing to do with it he just doesn't care and then to end the show you hear this interesting knock at the door it sounded kind of like the shield theme the door opens and who do you see? The Monday Night Messiah, Seth freaking Rollins. And he just starts laughing, like that joker laugh. And listen, man, if we can't get this match of Mania, I'm cool with getting at the Royal Rumble. I think this is a marquee match, and I'm excited for Rollins and uh, Roman.
1: Dude, Royal Rumble looks awesome so far, man. Yeah. Those two top title matches, uh, let's be honest, they should probably be the WrestleMania. Yeah,
3: yeah bro, really. You know?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Man, I'm so excited, man. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, something we've wanted to see for a while now. First time ever, never seen it before. That's going to be awesome. And Rollins and, and Reigns, man, they've not had a one-on-one match in years, man. Going back to 2016, I would have loved to see them at WrestleMania um, headlining the show. But, hey, whatever. I'll take it here. Um, it's going to be awesome. I really can't wait for both title matches.
3: Yeah. All right. So let's – Um. I guess we could blend in day one, Um. and since mm-hmm. we're still on the topic of WWE – So, day one happened, okay? I didn't watch it live. I was in Atlantic City for GCW, okay? Which there's some interesting notes that happened there, too. But I watched the next day. I I stayed away from spoilers or anything. I had no idea what what happened, okay? I watched the pay-per-view when I got home. Um, I say the Usos and New Day match was my favorite match of the night. I thought that match was incredible. There's a couple other things that were cool. I mean, for overall, I I don't think the pay-per-view was bad. Um, and then the main event happened. So we were scheduled to have Roman and Brock for the universal title. And then the Fatal 4-Way for the WWE World Championship. We had to change that. Roman got COVID. Okay? So what does WWE They throw Brock Lesnar in there. And I'm like, holy shit. They, they have Brock in this match. I'm like, okay, cool. Right? Brock wins the damn thing. And you know what? I think this is a great decision. I'm all for Brock being world champion. I know a lot of people... We're upset about Big E losing the title. And listen, Big E's my guy. I love Big E. Did he deserve the world championship? Absolutely. But let me tell you something. WWE did not book this guy great as a world champion. And I'll go on even a step further. Kofi Kingston's world title run was better than Big E's world title run, okay? Actually, Kofi Kingston actually defeated credible opponents. Big E as champion, he caught a couple of L's, man. And that's not Big E's fault. I'm not saying Big E deserved this uh, this poorly booked title reign, okay? And I'm not even saying that he was a bad champion, but he just didn't, it, it didn't really move the needle at times to me at Monday Night Raw. Sometimes I felt like it was Seth Rollins' show when it should have been Big E's show. And I'm not I mean, saying that he didn't get big pops. He did get big pops. But you know who got a big pop when they defeated Big E for that world championship? That was Brock Lesnar. And I think this was the right call. And it, it, it felt too perfect that you almost feel like, was this meant to happen? Was this like, like, it, it kind of felt, it felt perfect. Now, whether we get, uh, call, whether we get, um, a title versus title match, a Manio or a unification match, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get a unification match just because we have NBC Universal on one side and Fox on one side. And I'm sure both companies want a, a world title, you know what I'm saying? I could see maybe a Becky Lynch situation where one of them carries both titles and appears on both shows. I could see something like that happening. But um, I think oh, the, the road to WrestleMania is going to ultimately lead to a uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar match. Whether it's title for title or somehow Roman screws uh, Brock Lesnar at the Rumble where Bobby Lashley beats him for that uh, world championship. And then you go back to the original story, which is, Brock chasing for that Universal title. Um, I don't know, but uh, what's your take on all this, dude?
1: Yeah, it certainly makes the road to WrestleMania that much more interesting with giving Brock Lesnar the WWE championship. That's why I was all for it, too. Listen, I love Big E as well. Um, but I was even rooting for Seth Rollins to win if it wasn't if Brock wasn't <laughs> even in that match. So I don't know, I was just kind of over it. Um, you know, again, it's just like, you know, listen, he won the title, um, he became a, a top star, and now he's going to be in the main event now for. <clears throat> a long time. And who's to say he can't win that title back at some point when the time is right. Um But it, it was time to pull the belt off of him, especially going into WrestleMania. And yeah, man, I don't know if they're going to do title versus title or if Bobby's uh going to beat Brock, which I think I'm more, more for that. I think I would like to see Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar. And then we could get like a Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins match at, yep. at Mania. And then we get Brock and, and Roman for, for the universal belt. Uh But either way it makes, If they do title versus title, I'm still intrigued with that because I just, I legit don't know what they're going to do and and how they're going to pull that off. And like you said, I don't think they're going to just combine the titles. Listen, Roman Reigns has made that universal title a top title. Yes. Like in the beginning, in the beginning of, of when the universal title came in, nobody wanted to see it. Nobody took it serious. Everybody's like, eh, nobody cares about this belt. But what Roman Reigns has done with this belt now it's he's made this into the like legit the world heavyweight title, like and he's made it feel very um, important. So th- I just wouldn't just get rid of that. I mean, after all Roman's been through, I just wouldn't get rid of that. Um, and the you know, the lineage of that right now. It just doesn't make sense. And then, you know, if you I don't know. I know people want the brand split to end, but it's just like, I don't know, one champion and two different shows, it's just like there's too many people there. Like you need two world titles, you just do. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't do that, but yeah, man, listen, I if you would have told me a few months ago, like I'm even going back to before SummerSlam, that we were gonna get Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this year again, I'd be like, like I am so over this. But this is one of those times where I'm actually not going to complain because the story is so good. Uh I'm extremely invested in it. The with the, you know, Paul Heyman, you know, tugging them, you know, he's like kind of in the middle of it and like, you know, it's just you don't know which way he's gonna side with. Yep. I'm into it, man. So I'm all for Brock and, and Roman at WrestleMania this year. And um like I said, the championships and and the Royal Rumble and the road leading up to Mania is just gonna be really, really interesting. I don't know what they're gonna do and that's that's exciting, yeah, man. That's like really when you don't exciting. know who's gonna win yeah. where if they do title versus title, where does the Royal Rumble winner right. come into play, right? So it's like yep. it's gonna get interesting and yeah. I and I love how I have no clue what's gonna
3: happen. If they do the title versus title thing, what I think could happen is you have They could do either or. They could do like title versus title on night one. And then the winner of the Rumble challenges the double champion on night two. Like they do with Wrestle Kingdom. Or they could do something where the challenger, like whoever wins a Rumble, challenges what title they want on night one. And then you get the title versus title match on night two or whatever. You could do that too. So either way, it works. And it's funny that we're we're on the topic of Brock and Roman because going back a couple of years ago when Roman was booked as a face, but nobody wanted to see him and everybody was booing him, whatever, man, we're really tired of seeing like Brock and Roman. Like we did not want to see it on TV. Like, God, this is not the match we want to see or whatever. And now you, it's not even an argument. Both Roman and Brock are carrying the WWE on their back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the one thing I'm like tune in specifically to see now is like those segments, you know?
3: And is this the best version of Brock, bro? This dude looks like he's having the time of his life out there. This guy's taking like selfies with fans, dude.
1: Yeah, dude. Who said Brock Lesnar can't talk, man, or shouldn't talk on the mic, man? I want to hear him talk all the time now. He's he's absolutely hilarious. He's bro. great, his bro. Stage segments, like. Right. Oh, my God, he's killing it, man. And, yeah, he's got to be having the time of his life right now. And I'm enjoying Brock Lesnar. Honestly, this is probably the most I've enjoyed Brock Lesnar in a long, long time, man. Because when he was champion over the last few years and then barely showed up, man, I was so sick of it. I was like, God, get – Brock, go back to UFC, man. Get out of WWE. I'm sick and tired of seeing you. And now, man, I just enjoy the hell out of him. It's funny how things change. But I guess – you just needed that different dynamic because for the longest time, like you said, it was Roman as the face that nobody mm-hmm. wanted and Brock is the heel that everybody wanted to see go over Roman. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. So now it's the opposite. Now Brock is the ultimate baby face mm-hmm. and Roman is the heel. And, um, you know, with Paul Heyman involved now, it's kind of just like, man, this, this it's great
3: stuff, dude. It's such it's great storytelling. Great story, yeah, it's it really stuff. is. Dude, I'm um, I'm excited um, on what we're going to see whether in the Rumble, the road to WrestleMania, and Ultimate WrestleMania, especially because we don't know what's going to happen, that's the excitement that we want from WWE. And that's another thing, you know, as much as, you know, it's either lazy booking or, man, that's bad creative. But, you know, when WWE hits it, they hit it. And oh, yeah. with this Brock and Roman story, I fucking love it, man. And it was a great decision on making them, uh, making Brock the world champion. And like I said, it, it felt too good to be true. Like, it felt like, man, this is just too perfect. Like, did Roman actually have COVID? <laughs> like, or was this just, like, a right, thing? Because right. it just felt too perfect, bro. Yeah, oh, right. it's, it's
1: crazy, too, how they, like, had, obviously, the plan was Brock and Roman right. at this pay-per-view, right? So, like, if they were doing it here, were they going to do it at Mania again? And, like, they, this should put, like, a wrench in all their plans. So now they have to, like, think of just, a, like, a kind of like a detour. Or right. if they're going to go back to the original plan, they have right. Bobby Lashley win. But right. I'm not sure that's going to happen. So, uh, you know, like I said, this could, blessing in disguise, man. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm not happy Roman's okay. Roman yeah, covered is okay. Course, he's, on, course, he's on SmackDown, course. so it's good. Blessing in disguise. I love it.
3: All right, let's move on to AEW, bro. Um, did you get to watch Battle of the Belts? I didn't, but I did read uh, no, what ended up no, happening there.
1: Nah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't home last yeah. night, that's why I didn't catch the Impact pay per view. I did not really care about the Battle. Yeah, of the belts. so uh, very
3: it was one. It was an hour special. Okay, it wasn't like a pay per view quality show. Obviously, for the live crowd, they got a full show. But you know, for for TNT, it was just an hour show. Um, but Sammy G, Sammy Guevara, he uh, he and Dustin Rhodes, not Cody Rhodes, they ended up having a match for the interim tnt championship which uh, that that's like a first like you know um in in wrestling that i can think of uh, having an interim champion but you know uh he ended up defeating dustin Rhodes. i heard that the match was good now he's the interim tnt championship champion cody rhodes apparently has covid so that's why he couldn't be in attendance and he couldn't have the scheduled match against Sammy g uh, what's your thoughts on now having another uh i guess champion in aew
1: uh, to me it really makes no sense um if cody was going to be out long term from like four or five months you know Uh, With an injury or something like that, then it makes a little bit more sense. But um, the guy has COVID. I'm not even sure he has COVID. I saw his Instagram. It said that he's just uh, he has family members had COVID. So he's isolating. He's going to be out for, you know, a week, two weeks tops like uh, he'll be back. So for, for them to put an interim belt on Sammy Guevara, just to have Cody come back to have another match where Cody beats him again. It uh, just seems kind of pointless to me. But I guess they really just backed themselves into a corner here where they didn't really have any other titles to put on the line. So they just wanted to, you wanted to make good with the live crowd to, to give them a TNT title match. And I guess that was just his thinking behind that. But, um you know, this show, I don't really know why it had to happen. <laughs> I don't know if, if TNT uh wanted this show. Just for uh, an hour, dude? It should have been like a two-hour special yeah. or something. Even in the hour, it, it, it was like not even just that it's kind of just like it was weird timing too because you just had the tbs debut on wednesday night you had the world title on the line you had the tag titles on the line and i'm not complaining if they did because you know i was there and it was a great show and i yeah, enjoyed it yeah, yeah. i'm glad to see those great, matches great first like, of my time if you knew that you had battled the belts a few days later why wouldn't you hold off on danielson and hang right and right battle the belts and jurassic express versus lucha bros at this show instead. So, like, weird timing on the show, you know? And then
3: also, I think when we first heard the rumblings of, like, they're going to have, like, their own um, Clash of the Champions is going to be called Battle of the Belts, right? I feel like people thought it was going to be more like, you remember when AEW's first year, before they they went on air on TNT with Dino, I remember the special they had, I think it was Fighter Fest. You remember that? Remember yeah. how it was, like, it felt like a pay-per-view, but it was free for, like, anybody yeah. that signed yeah. for the BR Live app or something? It was free. Yeah. I feel like people felt like it was going to be something like that, like a special, like an actual special that felt like a pay-per-view a little over two hours, etc. It wasn't that. It was just like an hour special. Like it was, it was pretty yeah. much, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was, it was pointless. I don't even know if I have it on my DVR to be honest. And if I do, like I'm probably not going to go back and watch it. Let me tell you like, something. I don't have it on my you know, DVR.
3: I thought it recorded, yeah. but, it didn't, but I was like, Hey, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like for what reason, you know?
3: Uh, but you mentioned Hangman Page, uh, Brian Danielson, dude. They put on another fucking banger Wednesday night, man. I, I I love this match. I still like the Hour Broadway a little bit better, but um, this match was incredible, dude. The the finish was dope. Both dudes busted open. Like Brian Danielson looked like he was in a death match. The, you know his face it was nuts, man. Loved this match. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, how was it for you watching it live?
1: Yeah, honestly, I I be biased because I was there, yeah. but uh, I like this match a lot better than the first one. I just feel like there was more action. I feel like, um, you know, it was just, it, it was, they, it was paced a little bit better. Yeah, um, it was kind of very obvious in the first one that they were going 60 minutes. Like they really took their time and they, they told like two different, like they it feel like they had two different matches in that whole entire hour. And, and I'm not saying that it, it, was, it was bad or anything. It was awesome. We had it on our list, obviously of mm-hmm. top matches of the year and everything. It was great. Um, but this one just felt a little bit more action packed. And I was, I was into it more because like, uh, you know, I, there was there had to be a winner this time. There was right. going to be a, a clean winner, so it was kind of just like, it was just a little bit more interesting to me. And I just love the finish. I love you know the blood and everything. Uh, Brian looked like a freaking badass. Uh, Hangman freaking shined in this match. Um, I just thought I just thought overall was better. But man, these two, like I said, they could do no wrong whenever they're in there. It was a it was a freaking great classic Dude. match it, between this and Okada and Oxford. Bro, I, I it's
3: in my list, bro. Get, Don't worry about it. it. It's, it's already listed. List. Yeah. It's already yeah, listed.
1: Yeah. It's already. Yo. Match and actually
3: I have Grisham and Saban listed too. So like, listen, there's already ma- some, yeah, there's already matches listed on the list that we got to cover at the end of the year. So don't worry. Um, yeah, dude, this match was incredible, man. Um, props to both guys. And you know, for the people that were bitching and moaning after their 60 minute Broadway, we'd be like, oh, you made both guys look. Look at what we ultimately got. We got another fucking second classic match or whatever. And hangman went over. So stop your fucking whining,
1: peckerheads. Jeez. Well, dude, this made this made Hangman look like an even bigger star right, now, and right. ben, and Brian too. He it doesn't. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have hurt Brian if he lost the first Of course. Match. But my goodness, man! Like this made both guys look like freaking superstars, especially Ugh. Hangman Page, Ugh. which is was the ultimate goal. Right. Had to be.
3: Great match. Um, all right, dude. I, I want to get your opinion on this. I want to know if you feel the, the the way I feel, or you feel a little bit differently. So. We had this match, what well, was supposed to be a match between MJF and I forget the captain. I forget the dude's name. I know his nickname is the tech captain something. Yeah, okay. Sean Dean. Sean Dean, there you go. Sean Dean, okay? Um, you look at him, you know, no the guy, but you instantly think enhanced in him town, okay? I'm not saying he's not yeah. a great worker, but he knows his position, right? And apparently he does like other stuff in AEW, whatever, you know, um backstage, etcetera, et cetera. He sounds like a great guy. But you see, he's like a good PR guy, yeah. yeah he's like go. the Miz kind Yeah, yeah. So um see him so right when this match is about to start. CM Punk just goes sprinting into the ring. MJF, you know, he runs out of the ring, okay? Uh, they have a little face-off. they talk to smack or whatever. And what does CM Punk do? He gives a GTS to Sean Dean, and MJF loses by DQ. So ultimately, he he gives—MJF he, gets another loss. So now there's three losses on MJF's record. You have John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and now the captain, Sean Dean, have defeated MJF in AEW, okay? So, we have this promo back and forth, okay? Um, I don't know if you feel this way, Ryan. Prior to their first encounter in... Was that Chicago? When CM Punk and MJF went at it? When they gave us, like, a 20-minute classic? When they were yeah. going back and forth, okay? I felt like, in that promo, while MJF took a, a, gave a lot of great zingers to Punk, okay... I feel like if if we're going like in boxing terms, okay, like Punk got the better of him and like won that round, and you can even say like he knocked them down, okay. You can even say mm-hmm. that, okay. Pr- after that, I feel like verbally MJF has getting the best of Punk. Um, oh yeah, 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 dude, MJF, man, I, he's better. He's better on the microphone than CM Punk. And now, obviously, MJF has a lot more. Um, more substance to attack punk with. You, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. MJF is still a young cat. So, you know, there's only so much you could poke and, you know, poke the bear and make fun of MJF. But man, MJF, dude, he's been eating up punk on the mic, man. And don't get me wrong. Sam Punk still throws like cute lines here and there. And I'm not saying punk is garbage on the mic. That's not what I'm saying here. But man, MJF is just next level,
1: dude. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't disagree with that. He's, he's absolutely incredible. I did love the CM Punk uh, line where he made fun of how many nights WrestleMania <laughs> is with the uh, buy for uh, four, buy one get one free special, yeah, or whatever, the, the and, you four know, night the, extravaganza. Be Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that line was awesome. And um, the same I love day
3: I, that WWE released all these people too.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And uh, I love how MJF, you know, teases the fact that he's going to WWE all the time now mm-hmm. too. I think that's gold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I agree with you though. I mean, MJF has really been chopping it up uh, you know, just absolutely verbally uh, abusing CM Punk on the microphone. I don't know if that's done, been done been done purposely. I don't know if CM Punk's holding back just to give MJF that type of rub or whatnot, or if he really is just, like you said, doesn't really have much material because like you said, MJF is young. He hasn't really, you know, he's been in the business for a couple of years now, but not, doesn't have so much history behind him. Like CM Punk does, you know, there's a lot more to make fun of, uh, with CM Punk as there is with MJF, but, um, man, where do you think this match is going to take place? At this rate, they might as well just save it for Revolution. Like, it seemed like the build has been really good. And, like, you know, I'm getting to the point where, like, all right, now I want to see the match. For like, what more could they possibly do? But at this point, man, like, you could literally just hold off, honestly, until Revolution. I think that's where it should take place. I mean, where else would it?
3: I'm going to give you a couple hot takes all at once, okay? I'm going to give you a couple hot takes. I think the match should happen at Revolution. I think MJF should beat CM Punk. I think MJF yeah, should yeah. continue on a winning streak, and he, I think if anybody should defeat Hangman Page, I think it should be MJF. And yeah. I think MJF does not lose another match until Warlow beats him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I have no I, I I have no counterpoints to that. I I agree with everything you just said. Listen, CM Punk has to lose eventually, man. Like mm-hmm. and and Saint. Well, Brian Danielson did just lose, and so I'm I'm glad he did because you know again the undefeated card, man, like, I don't know, like, uh, it's just like, after a while, it's kind of just like you book yourselves into a corner here. Like, I mean, these guys and girls aren't invincible, right? Um, MJF definitely needs to go over CM Punk and MJF definitely needs to be the next AEW world champion. I mean, there's, there's just no denying that, um, you know, when they're going to take the belt off hangman, obviously not anytime soon. He just won it, but towards the end of the year, I think we're going to start seeing, uh, you know, MJF get into the title picture, and I think by the by the time the year is, is done, I think we'll see MJF as AEW World Champion.
3: You know, I I like Hangman Page a lot, and I'm happy he's World Champion. But you know, I, I don't know. I feel like Double or Nothing might be the might be the one where you could you could make the argument that MJF hey, I, takes I, I,
1: it. I'd be fine with that, honestly.
3: He could do something, you know, because like MJF, you know, he's a he's a fucking rich boy, right? And he could you could you know.
1: You could the eat on him, man. Yeah, Come you on. could
3: you could do so you could do so much with that, especially being double or nothing being in Vegas. Like you could do so much there, you know, with the Hangman Page MJF story. So um and then just let him rock with the title and keep steaming up Warlow, man. Cause like Warlow, he's getting booked like he's getting booked like like Goldberg, but different, you know? Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like he's having all these squash matches or whatever. The fans are all over it. Him or whatever. So, like, the, the day like Warlo he's, just turns on like the pinnacle is going to be fucking great. And
1: then you. Oh, he's going to be a massive baby face. And, right.
3: And then you put the heat like back on the pinnacle, whatever. You know, you just have the pinnacle destroy Warlow, whatever. Just take him out. And then you don't see him for like a month or two or something like that. You know, kind of like how they did with like the inner circle. You know, you, the pinnacle took out the inner circle. And then you have like, you didn't see them for a couple weeks. You do this exact same thing with Warlow. When like the pinnacle finally turns on Warlow or like vice versa, boom, just beat the snot out of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to be a massive star, man. They're, they're obviously grooming him. Um, You know, I, I hate the constant squash matches. Uh, he gave like six power bombs to this like, horrible <laughs> jobber on. I was like, all right, enough is enough. Um, But you know, I understand what they're doing there. Right. You know, it's very him.
3: Goldberg-esque, they're, they're... very Goldberg-esque.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're really, and you know, obviously uh, MJF throwing Wardlow uh, at CM Punk this week and stuff like that. Uh, Wardlow I believe is from Cleveland and I think they have the big beach break show in Cleveland at the end of this month man I think that could possibly be uh, the the night where Wardlow turns on MJF and you get the big you know just just huge pop and and Wardlow is instantly like a a made star like just a huge massive baby face that everybody wants to get behind see him beat the ultimate bully in MJF who has literally been bullying him since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's a great story. Everything's written right there, right in front of them. So I'm um, looking forward to, to that day when that happens. And yeah, listen, Wardlow is, is, I know everybody talks about the, the uh, pillars of AEW, yeah. right? Which is like the jungle boys, the Sammy G's, the MJF, uh, the Darby Allen, uh, but Wardlow is is in that conversation of young talent that I think is going to be massive. Don't forget Britt Baker. Uh, massive futures. Don't in forget Britt
3: Baker. She's definitely a uh, – And Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah definitely she's the fifth pillar. Yeah, she's the fifth pillar. All right. Uh, more on um, AEW. TBS Women's Championship. We we got the match. We got the final. Ruby Soho and Jade Cargill. And I was right. Since this tournament started, I said Jade, Gar- Jade Cargill was going to be my pick. And she won the damn thing. I don't know. It just felt like this title was meant for her, dude. Um, you know, I know we mentioned Ruby Soho and also Thunder Rosa being possibilities. But I think ultimately, while, you know, there was a little little mishap at the end of that match. But I think ultimately, I think it was the right call. I think Jake, Jake Cargill should be the the person being that first TBS champion.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't really necessarily agree. I don't think she's ready. Um, she's very green. She did not have a good match with Thunder Rosa. Her match with Ruby was not that good either. Um, I feel like when I'm watching her, she wrestles in slow motion. Uh, She just very, she's just, she has a ton of potential. I I like Jade Cargill, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like, um, you know, again, they're building her up at this undefeated streak and all that stuff. I feel like if she would have lost here to Ruby, Mm -hmm. wouldn't have hurt her. Um, It would have made her, you know, like, again, she's put in this position in the chant in the finals, right up for this title. If she lost, And she could just keep, you know, beating, you know, I guess, you know, some lower, lower card talent or some jobbers or whatever and get back into the title picture. But I just feel like she needed more time to get a little bit better before they put a championship on her. Um, I don't know. And I'm not saying this is the reason, you know, I I don't want to, you know, say this is the reason. But I don't know if Tony just put the belt on her because of this big, swell stuff and said, like, here you go. Look, here's our black representation you know i hope that's not the case i don't really think that's the case i don't think that's the
3: case either to be honest with you um
1: you know i saw some people saying that i'm like well you know i mean the timing does kind of seem like it could be that way um but i you know i don't know i I just feel like she just can't really have great i mean she can't have a great match with thunder rosa and she can't have a great match with ruby stoho i mean i don't know man i don't know where this title Mm reign is gonna go but ultimately she won the belt it was a nice moment with her daughter there um, very, very cool. I don't know if they showed it on TV either. But Tony Khan ran right out of the tunnel as they were walking up the ramp, and he gave like them a big hug. So he was all pumped. It was a cool moment. It was a great moment. But um,
3: how was the reaction in know. the crowd after her win?
1: Eh, not. not I mean, it's mixed. My yeah. I, it was. It was a mild reaction. It wasn't. It wasn't a pop, and it wasn't booze. It was just. It almost seems like people like kind of expected it, like you mm. said. Um, so I don't really. It wasn't really. I don't want to say it was no reaction. And I don't want to say it was a huge reaction. Right. It was just kind of like in the middle, you know. Okay. Okay. So it, it was, you know, there there was some "Let's go Jade," "Let's go Ruby" chants during right. the match, um, but yeah. Listen, what? hey, we got we got another women's title, and I'm I'm happy about that. But we'll see. So, where so
3: looking at Jade Cargill's matches, one thing since we'll, since we mentioned Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho, I feel like. It's kind of like William Regal Goldberg back in the day where those two, Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho, they're, they're masters at their craft, right? So yeah. when you're wrestling someone that's green, you know, you can't necessarily – the, all all the all the work can't go on the veteran, correct? So yeah. I feel like she gets exposed when yeah. Jay Cargill wrestles someone maybe lesser than a Thunder Rosa and a Ruby Soho. I think things get a little bit more – um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, things get a little bit more hidden in transition. Does that make any sense? And kind of going back to the Goldberg comparison, listen, Goldberg was green throughout his whole career in WCW, okay? Um, They put the the United States Championship on him, like, I think within, like, six months of his, um, you know, debut, all right? Um, Not saying, not trying to compare to Goldberg, but I think Tony Dick... Um, of course, he, did. he he mentioned something Goldberg related. She's got
1: when the he, best undefeated run right. since Goldberg. I mean, give me a break.
3: And one thing about Jade, she's a very polarizing figure. So I, that's yeah. the reason why I felt like, man, they're gonna put the title on her the second she was announced yeah. for the tournament. They're gonna put the title on her.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't shocked. Um, you know, I I thought Thunder Rosa was uh, had a good chance, and then I thought maybe we'll, they'll they'll put it on Ruby, kind of like what they did with Jericho when they put the world title on him, like you know an established veteran, right, a star right. in the business. You know, I thought maybe there was a chance, but I uh, wasn't surprised one bit that Jade won it. So we'll, we'll see where her, her reign goes and who she feuds with and everything. I'm just, I'm happy there's a, a secondary women's title now. I think that's going to be really cool.
3: Um. All right, main event, Lucha Brothers, Jurassic Express for the tag team championship. Listen, on TV, I thought this match was really, really good. I saw some people criticize the match because they said that, Oh, there were some miss that were there. They were like, oh, there were some missed spots. Oh, that they, they, they didn't have good chemistry. I didn't take it that way on, on TV. I thought the match was a really, really good. I thought, I thought it was a fun match. And um, unfortunately, while Jurassic Express did end up capturing the Tag Team Championship, which I'm happy for them, I think the bigger story here was that Rick Phoenix got hurt um, on TV. Man, did this look fucking nasty. So uh Lucha Lucha gave a choke slam on the outside to Ray Phoenix through a table and they both landed. Um it was it was an awkward landing. It, it felt like it was just kind of like a, a a freak accident, if you will. And man, let me tell you something. It looked like Ray Phoenix, like his arm looked like flubber. Like it looked like crazy. Like it was very, it was very graphic, and um, instantly everybody was like, "Oh no, Ray Phoenix! Like he's done, like fuck, whatever." But luckily, it was just a dislocated elbow. But um, I do wish Ray Phoenix a speedy recovery, and also for the people that are coming at Luchasaurus saying like, "Oh, that all he does is botches, et cetera. Listen, I think he's a good worker, whatever. Listen, mistakes happen. I'm sure Luchasaurus feels horrible at what
1: happened. Um, it had nothing to do with him It was just the way Yeah like, it was a landing it, it, But you know how was, Yeah
3: You know how the AEW haters The fucking IWC, well, is Always, always want to criticize people. something Oh that's why you have uh, You know Developmental brand Etc Like yeah, listen bro. It was just a freak accident Alright they're both pros here Alright You it, can't
0: have developmental When the guy just lands The wrong way On the right. table spot it, it, Like it, it, you can't develop for that right, It was right, a freak
3: right. accident Okay Um, But uh uh, from a live uh, aspect, uh, Ryan, what did you thought of this match and then Jurassic Express getting um, this big win and, you know, now them being uh, tag team champions?
1: Yeah, I I didn't see any, like, uh, you know, like chemistry issues or botches, Me either. really.
3: Me either. Uh, you
1: know, I mean, listen, be, these, these teams work very quick with each other, right? Like, they're, they're fast-paced wrestlers, especially Jungle Boy and Ray mm-hmm. Phoenix. I mean, they're, they're, they have insane chemistry. So maybe they they go 0 to they go 100, you know, percent you know they they go they go too fast you know what i'm saying like they go zero to 100 really quick and um, uh, you know maybe it could come off as looking like botches here and there um uh, they sometimes they need to slow down but i mean it, i didn't think about that while i was watching the match we've seen these these two teams go at it before in the past when AEW first you know um like their first half a year as a company i'm sure we i feel like we've seen this match um and they, they, I thought it was great. I really did. A lot of great high spots. Yep. Ray Phoenix continues to be an absolute madman, like one of the greatest wrestlers, greatest luchadors in this business today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised that Jurassic Express won, even after the Ray Phoenix injury, because me sitting there, you know, and when you're in the live crowd, I really don't think anybody initially um, saw the Ray Phoenix thing. No, like, I, I agree. Unless I agree you were
3: like, in front row. Yeah, I agree 110%. Like,
1: unless you were like right in front of it, and it went so fast. I don't even think you really like, under like saw what happened right so like the crowd popped for the spot and then on the replay when they showed it on the replay on the screen i wasn't even taking notice of his arm either because i don't know i just like i it's just not something i would really like you know take notice of uh while i'm watching it so i didn't see it until i, I on twitter after and uh you know scrolling through twitter and then i see everybody talking about it and everything like that and then after the match, Tony Khan, he, he, oh my God, I wish I took a video. It's so funny. Like the way he raced out of the tunnel and he ran (laughs) all the way down the ramp and he was like right over by Phoenix. And then, um, and then he was hugging jungle boy and Luchasaurus. And then afterwards he got on the microphone, told everybody to enjoy rampage. He's, he said, he, he said, I got to get to the back. I'm very concerned. Phoenix is badly injured and literally ran right to the back. So it was, it was scary. And then I, you know, of course, saw the videos and everything. Um, But I still thought, you know, like the Lucha bros were going to retain, um, yeah, I was called by surprise guy.
3: too. I was called by surprise yeah. as well.
1: But then I you know, I don't know if they they called an audible necessarily. Um because obviously, listen, you see His, that Ray Phoenix thing, you know jung- either way, whether they retain or not, yeah. he's not gonna be around the Jungle, Jungle it, so. Boy's
3: mom and sister was in the crowd, like and they put the camera on them. So I instantly okay. was like, No, this was this was meant to happen.
1: Okay, okay. Well then I'm I'm glad that it did. I'm just it kind of sucks that it mm-hmm. like their moment was kind of right. taken away. Because right. right of the Ray right, right. Phoenix stuff. Um, and they showed all the tag teams at, at the, at the top of the ramp, which I think was cool, which looks like there could possibly be a tag tournament coming or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a great way to close the show. I thought overall the show was really, really I, I good. thought,
3: I thought it was a great dynamite to start the year with. Um, you know, there's always the Packer hats and like
1: I'm
3: corny, yeah, no, wait, yeah. But I thought this show was fucking. Uh, I thought it was a great dynamite, man. That's what, yeah. like I, like I always say, every single week. You know, it's not crapping on other promotion or anything. But listen, when you talk about excitement when it comes to wrestling, AEW does it every single week.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: All right, um, something. I hate to say this, dude. I really do. Um, I really hate to say that. Oh, you know what? One last thing before we move on to uh, the next topic I want to talk about. So th- there's been some rumblings because um, now that Drax Express won the tag team champions, the-, the biggest question is, like, where's Marco? So th- there was a – there was a, um, it was reported that Marco is still with AEW, okay? Um, th- it was first reported, like, early in this week that he's still resting. He's resting on some, like, injuries or whatever. He's working on some injuries. But now we're starting to come uh, – more things are coming out that, you know, he's still on an AEW contract, but it's possible that he's not going to get renewed. And this is something that, that we've talked about a lot on this show, is if AEW continues signing these talent, there's going to be a crossroads eventually where some of the AEW originals, if you will, they're not going to be getting new deals. And, you know, I like Marco, but at the same time, is like, are you just going to get given a contract just to kind of be like a kind Of a hype man for Jurassic Express because clearly they, they they moved Christian Cage to that role, right? I know. Um, yeah. it's like you know, Marco's son, you know, he he got like the 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 ooze from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and then he became Christian Cage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you think of like the Joey Janellas of the world and etc. Like, are they going to get new deals when their contract is up? And um, you know, if Tony keeps on signing these guys, and apparently he sees he's teasing that there's gonna be another big one coming up, um. You know, guys like Marco and Joey are not gonna get new deals. So what, what's your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, it's sad, man. It's it's unfortunate. Um I like Marco, I like Joey. Um yeah, it's kind of weird how Marco just kinda left. I really don't even remember the last time he was on AEW programming and we just haven't seen anything from him again. Uh-huh. Um, you know, injuries or not. I mean, you'd think like he would still be there in right. some capacity. Yeah, right. uh, it's just it's very odd. Listen, it's – like I said, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, well, somebody like Marco Stunt, right? Like, he he got signed probably way earlier than he probably should have. He's still very young, mm-hmm. um, not really many years in this business. So, he's lucky he even did get a deal with AEW in the, in the first place. Uh, with that being said, I still would like to see him stick around if yeah. you like Marco um but yeah i mean i don't know what the future holds for him and somebody like joey janella too who basically has become the king of AEW dark and basically yeah still in GCW you know you remember when he left AEW and he had that goodbye from uh, GCW? yeah he like, was like what, he was back like time.
3: he was back like a month or two later
1: <laughs> yeah like what a what a waste he's doing more work in GCW than he is in AEW so and hey, listen. I, people have I've said that on Twitter to him, like, "Where are you on AEW? Like, you're not used, like, whatever." Blah blah. blah. And he's apparently happy. You know, he could. Mm-hmm. He has the best of both worlds right now. He's getting paid by AEW, and he's doing the indies what he wants maybe to do. Maybe becomes kind Scotty of like Tuhati, Yeah, maybe because he's maybe, having some great matches. Right.
3: Like he had amazing matches this year. Minoru Suzuki was another one that he had. uh right, right. Last year, um, that was great. So maybe it becomes kind of like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the. Um, the, the, the like kind of like the 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 face of like the dark you know like kind of like uh you know yeah. like you're, you're the guy that you know when you sign a deal you're the guy that got to test their waters with joey janela you know something like that right right like, listen like the they're gatekeeper. gonna still like need the gatekeeper of aw dark and elevation you know
1: they're, they're gonna still need people like that to be like key guys on like AEW dark and stuff like that so maybe they re joey to do that i don't know but if if they don't re-sign guys like joey and marco like I can't really fault them again. What's their, what's their ceiling there? You know, like what, is, what is Joey really going to do? Like I could see him possibly win the TNT title, but there's so many, right. so many right. better options than Joey Janela, as much as I love Joey. I am so, a
3: big Joey guy, but you know, the yeah, me not too. Mad,
1: it's just, uh, it's unfortunate that yeah. some of these OGs and these guys and girls who really have not been given uh, a big enough chance are going to eventually get released and, or not renewed and, and just be on the back burner because there's a lot, more bigger stars now that are getting released uh, you know, from WWE that AEW would be stupid not to sign. So it's a tough situation all around.
3: Speaking of tough situations, uh let's talk about uh New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom 16. Man, you wanna talk about being quiet for New Japan, man. Listen. They 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 had a great couple of matches. I listen, I thought Osprey Okada uh night two was fucking an amazing match. I have that match listed. Um, you know, Kenta and Tanahashi—they put—they beat the fuck snot at each other. Kenta's all fucked up; he has like a dos- dislocated hip, face is fucking shattered, all messed up. But Jesus Christ, man, oh, man, you want to talk about it being quiet for New Japan, man? On their biggest, you know, um, you know, biggest week of of of, their, of them for New Japan, you know, the first week of the year, you know, it, it, you know, it's not much rumblings for New Japan, man.
1: Yeah, I uh, first first year in a long time where I did not wake up and watch uh, Wrestle Kingdom live. I always usually do. I always look forward to it every year. There was not much that enticed me to stay up all night to watch. Um, I did check out obviously the Shibata match. I checked out um, Hiromu and Desperado, which I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. And Shingo and Okada. You know, we, we we seen this match before. It was good. Um, nothing nothing too special. And then night two, I basically just really checked out Kenta and Tanahashi and, uh, and then Will Ospreay and Okada, yep. which I have on my list as well. I thought the match was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. nothing else really stood out that I had to really go back and watch, you know, the evil versus, um, Ishii. I've uh. seen that a lot. I don't really care too much about and that. And the way he Sonata won the Ray title Okada too with the
3: shenanigans.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Jeff Cobb and, uh, and Naito I didn't really check out. I'm sure it was great, but you know, nothing really, I feel like I need to go out of my way to watch. And, you know, now, now we're getting Naito and Okada again for the title. And it's just like, man, like I love New Japan, but we've just seen these matches time and time and time again. You know, we complain about WWE and how many rematches they do, but New Japan is not far behind them when it comes to rematches. And I get, they don't really have a lot of guys right now, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they just, they, they gotta do I something. don't really want to see Naito and Okada yeah. again. I really don't care, man.
3: They got, they got to do something, man. Like, listen, if, if I'm new Japan, I'm, I'm talking to guys like Keith Lee. I'm talking to Karen Cross. I'm talking to some of these guys that got released, um, from WWE and be like, Hey, let's, let's get some of these guys in here, man. Let's get, you know, But
0: can they, can they fly?
3: As long right, as
1: they, that's the thing. The pandemic. Well, I think is they kinda, could
3: fly, but they have to be out there for a while. So we're talking about like a month span, you know, right. give or take.
1: Um, that's why these guys who are signed right now, like a guy like Brian Danielson, he can't do that. He's got obligations. The AEW, family. He can't just fly out there, you know. And so,
3: but um, I mean, I, I don't know, man. New Japan has to do something because um, that excitement. Um, it, there's only so much guys like Okada, Osprey, Shingo that could do. You know, they only could do so much.
1: That's what I'm saying. And, and and too, like, while we're on the topic of, of this, too, like, Jay White is a guy that, like, you know, a year ago or whatever, when he was teasing leaving in New Japan or whatever, and all these marks yeah. thought he was going to WWE. Yeah. Um, I was, again, I was like, listen, like, he needs to stay in New Japan. I don't want him to leave New Japan. Now I'm at the point where, like, I want him to leave New Japan because he just, right. like, he's done everything there. He's faced everybody there. It's almost like Kenny Omega where it was, like, it was time for him to leave. He faced everybody there. He won, yeah. won, the, won the title. He did everything. Who didn't he face? The only program that we I really that we I don't think we've really seen was is one with Jay White and Shingo. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, Jay White's faced everybody there. He's won the won the title. I mean, really, like what more can he possibly do there? You know. Uh, I don't know. You know, Will Ospreay's getting there too. I mean, God, he he's he's basically faced Ibushi. He's faced Shingo. He's faced Okada. I mean. I mean, Naito feud, okay. I mean, there's a few more things he could do, but he's not far off from, you know, yeah. from me saying, listen, he should dip too because...
3: Well, he went on what, record. What well, Ospreay went on record saying that he's going to stay in New Japan so he he main an events another Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Yeah, he's I'm sure he's going to stay there yeah. for a while. Yeah. I, I He likes being there, yeah. and where else is he going to go? But um,
3: So I want you to hold that thought um, about uh, Jay White because I want to tie this in with something else. But, uh, you know, one last thing about the whole Jay White thing. We've we seen him... Do pretty much everything he could do in New Japan or whatever. But then it's like, okay, but if he goes to like, let's say, an AEW, because I know that's the first thing that people think, it's like, what is he gonna do there too? Yeah, we can see him no, in all I these know. different programs, but their roster is so fucking stacked. AEW can't no. continue signing all, all these people. So let's just hold that thought there. Um while you attended AEW Dynamite um and Rampage this past week on Wednesday, uh on New Year's Day, I attended GCW in Atlantic City. And it it wasn't one of the be- the best GCW shows I went to. It was a good show overall, but um, my biggest takeaway on that show is we got the king of the mountain, Double J Jeff Jarrett, appear, and yeah. he hit Effie with a fucking guitar, and everybody fucking went nuts. Big Jeff Jarrett chant or whatever, and it looks like uh, we potentially might get a Jeff Jarrett Effie match at the Hammerstein Ballroom. That's the the rumor mill, okay? But the reason why I bring Jeff Jarrett into this conversation is because. I listened to his podcast with Conrad, okay? I think they've taken the something to wrestle with um, spot where everybody used to always talk about something to wrestle with with Conrad and Bruce. Now I feel like a lot of people talk about Conrad and Jeff, right? Um, yes, the guy Jeff Jarrett, the guy that people are like. Really, Jeff Jarrett has a good podcast. I'm like, listen, you might not like them back in the '90s and the 2000s, but yo, this guy has a lot to fucking say. He has a great mind for the business, or whatever. He has a lot of knowledge. He's a great storyteller. So like, that's like one of my favorite podcasts I listen to um, during the week. So me being an avid listener of the podcast, Conrad keeps teasing. Oh, we're gonna start a promotion. And he laughs and he chuckles or whatever, right? This past week. When they were talking about that F E and GCW stuff or whatever, uh, Conrad was, you know, poking the bear, poking the Jerry. He's like, so let me get this straight, Jeff. Not only did you kill the four horsemen, not only did you kill the NWO, not only did you kill the Bullet Club, but now you want to go to GCW, kill them <laughs> too, and what changed the company to global championship wrestling. That, is that what you're going to oh do, Jeff? God. So he keeps like fucking with Jeff and Jeff's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, GCW is a great promotion, et cetera, et cetera. And so he's like, oh, that's right, Jeff. You're not going to kill GCW. If anything, there might be a partner. Who knows? Because, you know, we are starting this promotion. There's some big news coming Mania Week. I think Conrad is doing this by design. I feel like he's not joking around. He's teasing. I think something is going to happen. And if the if the rumors are true, and not the rumors, but if, if what he's saying is true around Mania season, we're going to get this new promotion. I feel like guys like Keith Lee, I feel guys like maybe even Jay White, could sign to this new promotion. Conrad's a very, very smart man, and all the, the these talents are all over the place, or whatever. That we don't know what the future holds, and not everyone could go to AEW. And listen, Impact has a stack roster as well, whatever. And maybe companies like NWA and MLW, some of these bigger names, like, do I really want to go there? I feel like if Conrad and Jeff do start this new promotion, man. Listen, these talents could go there, man. I think they could start something right. And, and Conrad, you know, when it comes to business aspect, he could handle that. And Jeff, from a wrestling mindset, could be there. And listen, even with talents like William Regal that that that, that left WWE, if he wants to still continue playing a part in the wrestling in the wrestling world, why does he have to go to AW? He could go to this new potential promotion and give a hand to Jared and Conrad. Listen, the Road dog got released. Guess who's really tight with the Road dog. Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Yeah. So. I have a funny feeling that this new promotion is going to happen, bro. What's your thoughts on all of this?
1: I think, I think it's time. I think they do need another promotion. Listen, there is a lot of promotions out there, whether it's, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not really talking about WWE and AEW. I'm not even really talking about impact. I'm talking about NWA. I'm talking about MLW, but like, are those, those companies aren't moving the needle. Like, those companies aren't that big where a guy like Keith Lee or a guy like Jay White would really go there to mm-hmm. like, be like seen, you know what I'm right. saying? So like if this company gets off the ground and running and it's like, you know, they get a TV deal with like, I don't know, like, you know, a, a Paramount network. network. Paramount yeah, Network. Some, yeah. Right. Which is formerly like Spike TV. Right. Right. Um, Man. Like I'm, I'm all for it, dude. I really am. I, I just feel like I want to see these talents like Keith Lee, um you know like a jay white or even like any of the other talents that Mm -hmm. got released like all the women talent or whatever that can't go to impact or aew whatever i would love to see them being featured in a new company that's on a tv network that you know has no problem selling tickets and merchandise Mm -hmm. and everybody you know people want to watch it you know because like i said like mlw is just not a company people really talk about you know nwa Mm -hmm. it's like it's just not really a company people talk about. So I think we need another company that's like well known that like people like top stars are willing to go to for decent money and to be seen on, on a decently big platform. So man, that's, it's, it's exciting, man. I'd be all for it. Cause I think it's time. I think with the amount of talent that's constantly being released and it's still not over with man, like the, I'm sure WWE going to continue this cycle of releasing talent and you've got some of the top names out there and now you got some of the top coaches and executives, like you right. said, Road dogs and Scott Armstrongs and um you know William Regals and you just like all these all these I mean Scotty Too too mm-hmm. like I know he wants to wrestle now but like he was you know he was doing his yo thing he put on a, a bagger
3: with Joey Janela this past week yeah, at yeah. w yeah <laughs> I saw that it was he yeah. looked fucking great bro yeah.
1: I saw the highlights yeah it looked awesome
3: the people were going um, crazy yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen I think it's time man I, I would be all for it uh,
3: ah yeah. yeah me too man um
0: you you man. need you need competition in order for people to step up their game. So you need that extra company. Right. You need that that impact that ROH. You need those people that make noise because that's the developmental. WWE may say they put it together. They put it together. If you look at their roster WWE right now, how many of those guys came from the Indies? How many of those mm-hmm. guys came from ROH? How many of those guys uh, stepped on impact? How many yep. of those guys have been around? So you need that extra company. Jarrett started TNA. Mm-hmm. Him and his pops just fishing they started tna whether you want dixie or not they're the ones that started they're the ones that had the vision. Mm -hmm. so if he wants to start something forget that that g whatever shit that he was doing because that was other people involved you need guys that that like the business that know the business and they know how to make and put matches together and i feel
3: like jared and conrad also had that mindset where they'll be part of like you know the forbidden door slash now they're calling the multiverse where i think they will be willing to work together with other promotions or do like some cross-promoting, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're in that mindset as well. So, um, dude, I, I, I think I think it's going to happen, bro. I think around Mania season, I think they're going to make a big announcement. And, bro, I just, I just, I just can't wait for it, man. I'm, I'm curious to know what, what the name of the promotion is going to be. I'm curious how they're going to do this. I'm curious who they're going to try to get. But um,
1: I, I have a feeling that it's going to happen, bro. I think we're going to get another promotion, man.
0: And Conrad is the smartest person in wrestling.
1: I just feel like they just need to make sure, like I said, with the TV deal. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think a TV deal is key, mm-hmm. and they they have to make sure that. if, I mean, listen, they want to you know start up a promotion, like an indie promotion, whatever. Like if that's what they want to do. That's fine. But I, if they want to make this big,
3: right? You know, we need a to make an Like impact right. business.
1: It needs to be a, a yeah, like it needs to be taken serious. Yes. It needs to be on TV, and they need to start off by signing somebody like Samoa Joe or a Keith Lee or a Carrying Cross, like huge names to Mm -hmm. really establish themselves and like, you know, screw it put it on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock man time slot or something if you can get a network <laughs> Straight- I mean, people would watch it over NXT you know? just,
3: <laughs> yo imagine their first episode of this new promotion just fucking
1: wipes the floor off NXT <laughs> and it's Keith Lee and it's Keith Lee in the main event with like Karrion Cross <laughs> or something like that
3: or... bro oh my yeah, god dude man. honestly
1: like that I, I just think that's key we don't need another promotion that's right. like right, right, MLW right. It's right, right, like, right. MLW it's there it's floating it's floating right. around they do like you know they have shows are on the northeast right. here, and they're on TV occasionally. Mm-hmm. But like nobody's seeking, right? Nobody's going out to look and I, for. MLW. And, I, and I
3: feel like uh, more of a promotion like MLW, and I'll even throw NWA. I feel like the 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 um, the intention there is like, oh, I want to go to the show live. I necessarily don't want to go back and watch it on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. But like.
0: Yeah, dude. Watch them get put in like under three o'clock Nebraska feed. Nah, come on, man. Nah, Conrad. <laughs> listen,
3: Conrad's a smart guy. He would never. He would never allow that. He would never allow that. Dude, man. Um, listen, Conrad and Jarrett starting their own promotion. That that to me that sounds very very intriguing.
1: Yeah, yeah, def- definitely does, man. I would I would love to have another promotion. Listen, I already have enough wrestling. Right, watch, right, but right, I would love to just have another promotion where I could. Check out that. my guys, like the guys I want to see that get released from WWE. Um, even like the the, the smaller, guys, like the midcard guys, like Shane Strickland, for example. Right. I don't think. Right. I, I have no, I have no interest in him in AEW. I mean, what is he really going to do? I mean, let's be honest, AEW just signed Jake Atlas, and he's going to become a nobody. In while, while Hit Row, so, like, right. it's just it, you can't. I, I right. but I want to see these guys still, but I don't, you know, necessarily just want to see them floating around on AEW. Dark. You know? Listen,
3: I, I know Hit Row was popular for what they were doing, and it was unique, and I, and I enjoyed it. But let me tell you something everything Shane Strickland did outside of WWE, his MLW stuff, his independent stuff, wipes the floor of anything he did in WWE. And, that, oh, and, that, yeah, and that's a course. fact. Yeah.
1: So, and he's great. But like, again, putting him on AEW television, what's he going to do in AEW? Right, right? right. He can go to Impact, sure. I mean, cool. But, uh, you know, again, it's just, I just feel like it's just another place for guys and girls to go. That's just ultimately what I would love to see. And, you know, like I said, whether this new promotion intrigues me or not, I would tune in if like my favorite guys are in like a top match or something. like no. that. You know, so, Nah, that will yeah, be, be super cool. That'll be All full
3: circle. That'll be full circle. They just get a whole bunch of NXT talent to go. <laughs> Tuesday,
1: yeah. Tuesday night war, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. It's
3: like the wars are back. T- TXN. Oh man, <laughs> that'll be fucking nuts. But uh, dude, that is it, man. We I, we covered everything we needed to cover, bro, uh, on today's episode, a man. It was, it was a lot of shit that happened, bro. A lot of Too exciting shit. Of stuff. There was there was more positive that happened. Uh this past week or the past two weeks they're negative but um yeah it's a great time in wrestling dude uh, can, you know can you get I'm
0: the the button ready real quick before we close okay me, me. okay I-, I forgot to put the the recording to record the the show so congratulations you played yourself <laughs> so the podcast is going to come no! out a little bit later on today no 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 la puta madre que te
1: push every button that there is to push <laughs> if you actually think yes! if you actually
2: think right i was just the right guy yes. at the right place at the right button at the wrong at the no,
0: right no. time wrong button wrong button let okay. me say it one more time okay. so you completely understand mcmahon Go ahead. Go ahead. I if you camera. actually believe in I your mind if you actually think I that button, i was just the right guy and i forgot to press it and then every quick question <laughs> Leo, you had one fucking job. No, I had, like, Mario four. Speechless. I was dealing with the camera shit that I still haven't figured out. But we're here. Oh, what did
3: it. Well, w- w- once we wrap up, we better start getting working on this no, fucking audio, it, bro. That, that's what, I already have it. All <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Ryan,
3: give me your plugs, in.
1: <laughs> At Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Uh, just give it a follow. Wrestling Radar YouTube, and subscribe.
0: That's all I got. Leo, this was not a production of (laughs) LosRadio.com. Leo, give me your plugs. Jesus Christ. LosRadio.com. That's it. Who the hell told you tonight
2: was open mic night?
0: night. bitch.
3: (laughs) All right. You can follow me at RatedRsince87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show that will come out at some point later today. At a
0: reasonable time. Because Leo fucked up.
3: <laughs> make sure you subscribe to iTunes, SoundCloud, if you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn on MSCAP, LowStrader.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it. <laughs> oh, God, Leo.
0: Really, bro? Really? <laughs> Man. I was dealing with the camera, bro. I still, I still couldn't get it to work. I had to come up with a follow-up. We were already late. You were already waiting here. I, we need to get the show on the road. There's always the backup where I can go ahead and take the Facebook video and download the audio version of it. And then we're good. It's just, it's not going to be automatic.
3: Yeah. It's me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Boss the whole thing. The whole thing.
0: Did the show go? Did the show go on for two hours? I don't know. Did it? Two hours and one minute, right now. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> two hours and two minutes, right Listen, now. I'm
3: surprised. It, I'm surprised we hit two hours. I thought we were gonna go like over two hours, like maybe over two hours. Like, like no, no, but it third. was good.
0: You guys, ca- you guys uh, talked about a lot of things. Again, day one was what it was. Uh, I love this Impact shit with uh, no. Ring of Honor.
3: Impact, bro, they stole the week for me, yeah. man. I think Impact.
0: Just please put some shit on your YouTube. Yeah, Come they, on. They, don't they be do stupid. Better on their yeah. social media.
3: They sure the they, they really need to get us to do this. They, so they
0: need, need a media, media. manager. That's yeah. what they need. Social media manager. Man,
3: that's
0: what they need. There you man,
3: go. It, it, yeah. Listen, with all the buzz and the impact that is happening, how come there's nothing
1: on Twitter?
0: Exactly. Like,
1: dude, they haven't even posted on Instagram since last night. Like, what are you doing? It's 1.30 the next day. Like, like you got to hire somebody
0: stuff. all night. Just post shit from your show.
3: Right. And you don't have to give you... It doesn't have to be full clips. Just give me, like, a no. quick 15 seconds
0: of it. Bro... Six videos with the picture right. of Ring of Honor taking over, right. and then other people make content for Impact, right? But not Impact. We
3: have more stuff on Impact on our page than you know, yeah. than Impact social media. That's crazy. Let's go. All right, for the old man Leo that Who fucked forgot up. Forgot the press record yeah, for our double Ryan Radar. <laughs> I'm yours truly, Mister Radar. Till next time, hopefully we'll be on time. Keep Radar and stay tuned.
2: And record. Mm. And good night, bed.